Are you ready to rewind? Take a nostalgia-filled ride back to a simpler time. It's Acid Wash Memories, a retro pop culture celebration. And now your hosts, Joe Morata and Michael Quinn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of Acid Wash Memories, a retro pop culture celebration. And today, we're doing something different. We're giving you a movie review of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990. I am Joe Morata, and only Joe Morata today, Michael Quinn, not with me here just for this brief intro. As promised in our most recent regular episode, which was all about the chronology of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, we are resurrecting a review from our other podcast, our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, where Quinn and I, three years ago, reviewed in detail Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990. If this happens to be your first time here, I highly suggest that you check out the episode right before this one, which will give a lot of detail on the backstory to not only this movie, but the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in general. And whether this is your first time or not, I do suggest that you follow us on Twitter or X or whatever you wish to call it at AWM Podcast and also join our Facebook group, Acid Wash Memories on Facebook. We have plenty of things to talk about there. And again, if this is your first time, we have 31 other episodes available in the archives. So some brief background here on the review itself, and then I'm going to get out of your way and we're going to go back in time here. Quinn and I uh, did a, and still do, a retro wrestling podcast, our vantage point, the retro wrestling podcast, on a separate feed. And this was a Patreon reward from 2020. And this was March of 2020 that we recorded this. It coincided with the 30-year anniversary of the first movie. So the only difference is, I guess, if you're used to listening to us here on Wash Memories, the only main difference is that this is a... Three years ago, our audio quality is a little different if you care about that sort of thing, although I've tried to clean it up a little bit. And I have edited out a few things of what you're going to hear because I found them to be surplus to the requirements. I edited out some of the backstory on the movie because, again, we just covered that in better detail, I would say, in the episode that we just released, episode number 31, which you could check. It's uh, one episode back. Really, other than that, it's me and Quinn. So if you've listen to Acid Wash Memories at all, you're familiar with us, it's us. And we're going in great detail, as I'm sure you can tell by the length of this podcast, on the first Turtles movie, something that Quinn and I both love very much to this day. That's really going to be it for me. The only reminders are to leave us a review if you haven't yet, if you like what you hear. We do plan on doing uh, Turtles 2 and 3 in full-length review form here on this podcast feed at some point, but I felt it was appropriate to just kind of put this up as a companion piece So without any further ado, this is going to be the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1990 movie review, and obviously for the next episode, we'll be back with something completely different. Here you go. You got any cigarettes? Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. Regular or mental? From the studios of OVP in the sewer, hello everyone and welcome to our Vantage Point, and today we're going to be reviewing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm Joe Murata, that's Michael Quinn. How you doing there, Michael? Cat! 
Calabunga. Hello there. You ready to kick some shell there, Michael? Uh, yeah, let's kick shell. <laughs> I, I, this is going to be great, isn't it? This, I think this will be fun. Yeah, this, it's such a fun movie, right? This is a reward for, uh, well, for us. For <laughs> us. <laughs> really, for anyone else. For us. It's a Patreon reward. Obviously, this is a free show for everybody to hear. And we're here to give you the turtles. Of course, we're going to be talking about the 1990 film. Now, obviously, there's some changes made in the movie to the original story and or the animated series. And as we come across them, I'll try to point them out to you. We'll try to sprinkle in some trivia and some observations here. But this was a big deal. This movie, it was a kind of an independent movie yeah. in its own right. It looks like it. Yep. You know, like I, I kind of like that element where it's like they're trying this out. I don't know if they knew like if this would succeed. That's a good point. I mean, it was hyped and shit on all the cartoons, but I mean, you know, parents, like, what What did they, like, adults don't give a shit. Well, no, they don't. And then the thing is, is that all the people have known of the Turtles for three years outside of the comics, which not a lot of people knew about, you know, compared to the animated series and when the advertising they saw on TV and the action figures, that was all based on that whole animated thing there. Do this, we know how they, this did in the box office? Like, was it a, a huge hit? Because, I mean, as a kid, it seemed like the biggest movie around. Well, Quinn, why don't you just, uh, why don't you pull up those numbers real quick right now? Okay, let's see now. Whoa, okay, yeah, it definitely was a hit. So, it cost $13.5 million to make. Okay, which is modest. <laughs> it made $202 million. Yeah, I'd call that a success. <laughs> yeah, it's a huge hit. No wonder there was sequels. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I think, uh, off the top of my head, this might have been one of the highest grossing independent quote-unquote films for a long time i don't think it is now but it was it was a big deal now did you say independent but i swear didn't this have like jim henson association well, he, or something he like, designed the costumes right okay jim this is one of the last things he did actually he died right. the year this movie mm -hmm. came out in 1990 yeah jim henson's creature shop was hugely instrumental in the design of the characters the turtles in particular and splinter right uh, and one of the things about this movie that was a bit of a risk is, like we were saying, this is a live action, whereas there had not been this to this point. Yeah, this was a weird choice, too. I mean, it's kind of ambitious, actually. And I, I remember even my parents, you know, taking me to see this movie and get me the tape and all this. And it, I just remember side comments like, wow, they look really realistic. Like, they did for, like, for, for, for what they I mean, they're not they're fantasy characters. Yeah. But the point is, is like they don't look like shit. No. You know what I mean? Like, so if you're an adult, it's like this has more of like a Star Wars kind of vibe, right? right it's like right. special effects. It's relatable. Even in though that it's regard. not, you know, CG or anything. But no, but it was really well done. Uh, so this movie was, uh, like Quinn said, a very big success. And we're going to take a look at why. I think one of the things before we start here, I think if you're of a certain age. This movie resonates with people to this day. Right. I don't think we're the only two people, and obviously a lot of our fans wanted us to review this as soon as we could. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, we, for wrestling fans who grew up in the 80s, not and not just wrestling fans, any kids, you know, who kids, are into, yeah. you know, Star Wars or um, all the action figure stuff and X-Men, X-Men, Batman, yeah, Batman all Joe. that stuff, right? If you were into that stuff, you were definitely into the Turtles of and you were around at that time, right? right? At least for a certain chunk of your life, you were into the turtles. Yeah, I would wager. I, I don't know how to describe it, and I and I think a lot of people from our time will relate. But there's just something about how they did kid stuff back then. They don't make them like they used to, and I I don't mean to sound like old mm -hmm. or anything. Yeah. But like, can you even recognize that there is some kind of boom in like the business of children's toys? TV, action figures, blah, 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 all that stuff from around like the mid 80s to the mid 90s, roughly. Right? That's fair. Like, that's it, fair. Like an explosion in not just making money, but in creativity. Like there was just new properties everywhere. 
every year or two there'd be a new fucking thing. Yeah, you know, GI Joe's come back. Um, what's the He Man? Like Thundercats, Power Rangers, Power like, Rangers. It was yeah, just sure. it seemed like whenever you turned, all of a sudden a new hero emerges. Right, right. and uh, it was a saturated market, but that was beneficial for the kids. Right, because you had so many different things to keep you occupied and move on from one thing to the and next. And then on top of all that, you had Nintendo kind of lurking in the background with their new properties like yeah. Metroid and Mario and, and, and Zelda and like all. It just felt like there, there was this period of time, like a ten year period, where it was just like new, new, new superheroes you've never seen. It's not Marvel or DC. It's like who are these people? Well, it was all it kind of all converged at once, right? Video games and action figures kind of both came to prominence right around the same time. There was yeah. a lot of uh, TV became more accessible to people. Cable came about around the same and time. Could fit a whole channel worth of cartoons on it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I agree with your sentiment, though. When there was something special about this period of time, particularly this movie, and uh, we hope to capture the flavor of that as we review this for you. I'm big fans of this one, Quinn. A little note on my turtle fandom, just so the fans are aware mm-hmm. here where we're coming from. I'm 34 years old as the time of recording this. I got into the turtles in '91. I actually missed this movie. I was not aware ah, of them okay. when this one came out. I was. Going on six years old, and my aunt that I never see, she lives in another state, bought me the pizza thrower and the surfer Michelangelo, and I was like, what's that? And then I got all uh, downhill or uphill from there for years. I see. What about you um, there, Michael? So this, like the turtles are actually like, I might have gotten it not earlier, well, maybe actually earlier than you, even though you're a year older, but what it was was like the turtles, I closely associate them with like my first memories, period. Oh, like, really? I'm talking like maybe four those really early like I, they, they just i remember them being like them and mickey mouse for some reason like the first toys <laughs> right i played i was like fully invested i mean my parents took me to everything turtle related they got me everything turtle related you i mean like the show if they want to make me happy they they got turtles like it was just turtles 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 i was just fully invested as a child i had all the toys accessories figures i had the sword the blimp the van right. you wow. know i was just totally turtled out like <laughs> and and when this movie came out i remember being aware of it and i don't want to like misquote or something and say that i was taken to it but i possibly was right you could I, have been i don't know why i feel like i saw this in the theaters like along with home alone like you know what i mean it's like possible. around that time because that was when my parents first started taking me to movies i know i saw home alone in the theater so i probably went to see this in the theaters okay uh, needless to say, this movie was like heavy rotation on sure. my like VHS collection, like, <laughs> like this. And I think definitely like when Turtles Two came out, this one actually meant more because it was like, oh, the origins, you know, that's, like as a kid. That's exactly how it was for me. I actually saw the second movie first. Okay, so I always liked the second one more for several years as a kid. And then looking back, you know, as I got a little bit older, I really appreciated the first one. And to this day, I think it's the best one. I think on a side note, just like as a kind of a side, what was going on with the turtles in figure life, like I said, like (laughs) Mickey Mouse stuff and things like that, but also Ghostbusters. Like that's another that the turtles and Ghostbusters, everything involves slime and like, you know what I mean? It was very green time, wasn't it? Exactly. Because I even had like Ghostbusters that if you put them in the tub, they would like it would look like. They had goose splats on them, <laughs> like they when the water activated or whatever. There were some Swamp Thing figures around yeah, the same time as well. Quinn. Exactly, <laughs> Batman, Batman from the movie with 
Prince in it, you know. Jake and the Fat Man was yeah. out. Yeah, exactly. it was. That show was Jake on. <laughs> All right, folks, why don't we get into this movie now again? Just enjoy this journey with us. Maybe get yourself a pizza. Right, yeah, get yourself a pizza. It's going to be a bit of a ride because I think there's going to be a lot of nostalgia. And that's the goal here. You know, it's what we do on a weekly basis. But this time, yes, we do things other than wrestling occasionally. Yeah. And thanks to our wonderful fans and patrons, we're able to bring this review to you. It is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This is released March of 1990. And it is a great, great film, Quinn. Yep, another New Line Cinema classic. That's right. Just like our last movie review, <laughs> yes, Suburban Commando. Suburban Commando. Oh, you know what? First, trailers, commercials. So there's something on the front there, of this there, VHS there, tape. There always is. <laughs> Let's see what it is. Oh, it's that ruddy kid Quinn playing right field. He's you like know. super dirty, but also with like, why does he look like he's wearing a baseball uniform, but not from the 80s? It's like, like from a, like Babe Ruth era. <laughs> like, did you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> it was the stockings, practically. Yeah. A dog runs by. This kid's not even paying attention to the game. Some dork hits a ball all the way out to right field where this rusty little kid is. He sticks his hand up, makes a miraculous catch. I want to note. There's pigeons just <laughs> yeah, standing yeah. next to him in the field. It's true. It's so shitty. Now everyone's all happy, so they go out to Pizza Hut. Yes, Pizza Hut. Pizza that Hut. great place. Yeah, what a great place. Now, if you're from the Midwest, maybe it is great. If you're outside of Chicago, you know, far from, right. from good pizza. If you're far from New Jersey, if you're far from Italy, yeah. you know, maybe Pizza Hut's your thing, but... Here where we're from in the Northeast, we don't think of Pizza Hut as... I, uh, I have a confession, though. As as a kid, the marketing got to me because I remember they, them having... Like, they had a Turtles Association, as you can see here. So did Domino's, but, like, yeah. they both did. And I think I definitely, like, went to a Pizza Hut just because maybe they were giving some Turtles shit away <laughs> or, like, maybe Super Mario Bros. I forget, like, That's what funny. the toy was, but I remember, like, begging, we have to go to Pizza Hut. I play right field. It's important you know. You gotta know how to catch. You gotta know how to throw. Now, I gotta ask you, this song, this... this guy droning on in this song i play right field. i was humming it afterwards well, yeah but what the hell is so bad about right field i played that for two years i definitely play right field also <laughs> so I, I know those pigeons yeah but so did paul o'neill <laughs> yeah uh-huh. no it's because it's like as a little leaguer like nobody fucking nobody hits it, hits it out there because yeah. you figure most batters you know aren't hitting it that far it's, it's the first thing the old man looks at the ruddy kid and says <laughs> you know what kid we want you to play we don't want him to f- we want it's for the kids right it's for the children so look we'll put you out there you could play that's yeah. basically the excuse he'd pick his nose and whatever yeah. he's doing uh next up here don't fucking copy this videotape you better not it's so scary like they're like you're gonna go to jail you're gonna get fined two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. this was the times too when i believe that i didn't copy tape for <laughs> shit it wasn't until later that i copied tapes you bought into the, <laughs> the warning there i thought that like it would like break your tape somehow <laughs> literally i thought well they must be warning you for a reason right and i i figured they like these geniuses over here they must have covered it somehow right so almost like eat your tape if it detects your copy so that would be brilliant yeah. actually that would be real copy yeah, protection so i'm not gonna take a risk on my turtles tape <laughs> especially and then when we get the fhe bumper the classic oh my god wobbly sound and everything oh yeah i'm sure that that noise is playing right now <laughs> So yeah, good, it's right? So, it's so classic because that was also on the the cartoon tapes too, and a, a bunch of other things. I think the Super Mario Brothers Super Show VHS tapes also the official ones. Really, I thought it was Deke. 
No, no, no. They had FHE distributed it, but oh. Deke was also on there, but they Deke. were at the end. They did the TV. <laughs> the dog and everything yeah. on the bed. And Deke. The Deke. Dun, 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 dun. Why did that bedroom look so fucking creepy? Creepy, right? Yeah, it it looks scary. The dog is scary. Yeah, everything <laughs> about that room is scary. It's like, I want to go out the window. <laughs> I want to say Deke. Like, get me out of here. <laughs> All right, let's get to the movie proper. We get a shot of 1990 New York. What a classic opening. It's the New York I remember as a child, yes. Joe. A complete shithole. <laughs> Don't go over there, Michael. Like, they, and they grab your hand. Seriously, like, you though. Know what I mean, like that kind of New York. When we were growing up, we were at the tail end of New York being a shithole, but it still was. Oh, I vividly yeah. remember. I vividly remember, like, the advice of. You don't look at anyone. You don't speak to anyone. You hold my hand the whole time. Right. You do not fucking move wrong in this city or they'll shoot you or something. Gotta love Dinkins, New York. Yeah, it, it's terrible. <laughs> the tail end of Koch also. Yeah. But anyway, we see people walking around in lower Manhattan. And then we see April O'Neil, the reporter. On the TV, talking about how a crime wave is going on throughout the city. Now, this is actually a very relatable thing on the news back then, so this seems real realistic, you know what I mean? Right. Like, living in this area, like, we lived in this area, so we got the New York Channel News. Channel 7 News. So, and it's constantly, like, I just remember every day, a fire, uh, somebody jumped out a building, and, like, somebody stole a fucking bag of groceries. Like, it was just, like, endless, like, crime and disasters, like, every two seconds. A hot tub was stolen today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, weird shit. Like, I literally remember this being how the news was yeah. in the New York City area back then. And we've got some sad news for you about that stray dolphin that captured the heart and imagination of so many New Yorkers. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, so a guy in a trench coat is reading the paper, but he has his wallet stolen now and passed on to a few people, which lands on some kid with a Sid Vicious shirt. <laughs> More on him later. Uh, it's then grabbed by, the wallet is, a guy with an armadillo ninja arm. By the <laughs> way, there's like very sinister music playing yes. the whole time. It's like, dun, 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 dun. I love, yeah, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's like, whoa, okay, it's just like a fucking wallet. Calm down. Like, so a very 80s delivery man, you know, hey, what do you want there, huh? Yeah. He has his shit stolen from his truck. You know, we're talking skateboards, we're talking stereo systems. Yeah, and it's stolen in the classic ninja quick manner yeah. where you hear like... And then he turns and around. it's like unreasonably fast. Yeah. You know, it's like an entire... It's like 60 fucking packages. Being like, <laughs> how the hell is that even possible? And the guy is like so 80s, right? Yeah. Quinn is like, oh, come on here! You Get know? out of here! <laughs> yeah, there one of know. those. I love... I do love, Quinn, that this whole crime... It's just all like the most petty crime. It's not yeah. like anything really dangerous. Also notice, there, there is a theme, and I don't know if I took note of it, but it's all like Japanese electronics. <laughs> like, you know what I mean. It like, is, though. Yeah, You're yeah. right about that. That's like Sony TVs and fucking, that. like, all that kind of crap. Toshiba and stuff <laughs> like that. stereos and That's stuff. so funny. Yeah. I never thought of that. Uh, now an old lady who's watching TV on her fire escape, apparently, has her TV stolen, and she grunts stupidly. She's like, <gasps> she's like Tim Allen or something. That, that was also quick, too. I mean, she literally looked away for, like, two seconds. <laughs> Yeah. Many don't even know they've been victimized until it's too late. In huh? fact, she like knitting or something, and yeah, then she was just like watching. She's like, I think she went to like grab a glass of water or something, and like yarn. Yeah, it's like gone. Uh, we see a shot of the Foot Clan. That's right. These are some bad guys here loading shit into a <laughs> Mario's diaper service that van. Had to be like an in joke. I, I when I saw that, I was like, come on. <laughs> That's something like things. only the adults noticed. Yeah, Mario's diaper yeah. service. It's nighttime now, and a bunch of these kids are sneaking under a fence and into some abandoned warehouse. 
So Tatsu Quinn, the bald ninja man, we're going to see a lot of him. He wanders by and grunts at everyone who's excitingly opening their loot. And he's like, hmm. Notably, there's an 80s Burger King box in the <laughs> yeah. scene. Did they have, like, a tie-in at the time with Turtles also? Like, I swear, like, <laughs> everyone had... Turtles were everywhere, man. Like, I swear, yeah. they were definitely, like... They made the, the rounds at McDonald's and Burger King, oh, yeah, yeah. Kids Club, and Happy Meal shit. They were all over that. They also had their own version of SpaghettiOs. Do you remember that? Oh, well, so did the Mario Brothers, Yeah, too. right. Yeah. That was a big thing, too. April O'Neil, still reporting here on the news, says, The most disturbing silence of the silent crime wave is that silence coming from City Hall. Yep, basically shitting on the cops like <laughs> from moment number one here. So that's where we are right now. So far, there's a lot of crime in New York. Mm-hmm. April O'Neil is reporting about it. Ninja and she, shit. You know, there's some ninja shit and apparently the police aren't doing enough. That's what we know right now. Okay. So now we see April leaving the studio in a yellow raincoat, which is a nod to the, yeah, the cartoon. cartoon. And it's never on her ever again. Never again. Which is it's almost disappointing as a kid because the whole time I'm wondering, first of all, she didn't have a yellow raincoat. She had a yellow jumpsuit in the cartoon. And I remember she had the white um, boots, yes. which I always thought were socks because I was very confused. I'm like, why <laughs> is this lady not wear shoes? <laughs> anyway, but yeah, like I, I just wish they went like a, a little further with it. With like, the yellow? Yeah, because they try to keep it too realistic in that sense. It's right. like, man, she's just walking back. Like you could just for two seconds have the fucking <laughs> like the entire uniform. <laughs> right, Like right. the lady on the arcade machine. Right, yeah. So we had something in our head too that was like, oh, we know what it looks like in right. real life. And one of the differences, folks, for, uh, for you purists out there... Uh, uh, is in a comic, April is actually a lab assistant of Baxter Stockman or some kind of what? science. Yeah, she's not a reporter in the comic. Oh, in the comic. In the I'm comic. sorry. Gotcha. In the comic. In this, obviously, she's a reporter and right. in the cartoon. Yeah. She's a reporter. So she's leaving the studio in her stupid little yellow raincoat there and wa- walking through a dirty parking lot before noticing a rat. And this is a great part of the build-up, Joe, because as kids, we're all thinking like, Splinter! splinter. It right, splinter. it's a rat. Like, it's splinter. gotta be Splinter, right? Because you don't know when you're watching this at first. Are they going to show us the origins right. when they go in the ooze and yeah. shit? So you're thinking like, oh, of course, like, <laughs> yeah. he, he's going to go in the goo and, and he's going to become Splinter, right? right. But that's not what happens. Yeah. April gets to her van. She's jumped by a bunch of guys stealing shit from it. Just as we hear one of them say, I got her watch! I got her watch! A sigh flies through yes. the air, knocks out a light, now it's total darkness as we hear a type of brawl. Yeah, and a distinct whoa from like a Michelangelo voice. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, oh shit, yes. That's the turtles. Because like, you know, Michelangelo, he has like the most distinguishable voice yeah. of all the turtles. So you're like, oh boy. Yeah, the like, surfer where, voice. Where are they? Yep. They got it. And, and, and our favorite, like a lot of kids' favorite was Michelangelo. So I thought that was also a good choice because he's the most like kid friendly one. He is. He yeah. is. So the cops show up now, and from their headlights, we can see the thugs are all tied up now as someone, I don't know who, someone's looking on from a sewer. And are you thinking what I'm thinking at What's this point, point as a child? We want the turtles! Yeah, where's where, the turtles? Where are the turtles? It's like you're, like, they are, like, building up the suspense and almost, like, as for children, like, impatience. We're yeah. Like, oh, like, where are they? We've never seen them in real, like, life before. Like, <laughs> right. what do they look like? And you're just, like, all these thoughts are racing through your head, right? Yep. So April's okay. She's just shaking up. She notices a sigh on the ground, though, and she takes it as the mysterious creature from the sewer whispers, Damn! Our first damn of the movie. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of damn. A lot of damn. <laughs> so now, the classic turtle theme kicks in, Quinn. Yep, all happy, like, and like, you know, if you're a kid, you're like coming along, too. Oh, yeah. And we see shots throughout the sewer. Some excited voices are now heard. It's freeze frame. 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And still, we haven't seen the turtles. No, just the logo. logo. And at this point, I'm like, oh, where are they? (laughs) And then finally, right on cue, Leo jumps into the frame. So perfect, especially for a kid's movie. Like, Absolutely. Because as a kid, like, you don't have any patience. You're a child, no. right? Oh, God. And it's like, they just kind of play with you. For they a couple you, of minutes. They give you hints with the splinter, April in the raincoat. Right. You hear, whoa, and like, you you see a sigh. You know that's Raphael. Yep. You know only Raphael would curse because he yeah. says, damn. Like, all these, like, signs, even the fucking logo freeze frames, yep. like, it doesn't go at first. And you're like, eh, where are they? Where are yep. they? And then you're like, yeah! <laughs> like, I can just imagine a lot if in, like, opening night where parents took their children and that the kids just a big like, fist in the air yeah. like yeah you know <laughs> i'm sure yeah. i totally believe it so leonardo says awesome michelangelo says righteous donatello says bossa nova bossa nova don like fucking it all up like but like to me that's don <laughs> yeah like, that's what he does dork Chevy Nova? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then he decides on excellent. Uh, Raphael, though, he sulks behind them all mad about his sigh. Damn. <laughs> now, I want to take one second here because we just talked about all the turtles. We didn't yeah. We didn't say one of the most important things about turtles fandom. Who was your favorite turtle? Uh, Donatello. Oh, me too. Donatello. Yeah, okay, still I is to this day. Gotcha. Yeah, I was Donatello because I, yeah. I was always like, how does he make all that like stuff? Like, yeah. I was like, I want to know how to like make a truck that shoots pizzas and shit like that. <laughs> and I thought he was a good fighter, too. I liked his weapon. He had a good weapon. The bow, I, Very staff. versatile, <laughs> yes. especially in the video games. Like, it had all this range. Yes, like, that's one of the best things, but like the size sucked in the, the video size games. Sucked, <laughs> but wasn't it like really strong or something? Yeah, Raph yeah. was always the strongest because right, his yeah. weapon was dick. Leo was sort of like the mix. He's like between, a Mario. He's kind of the mix between Donatello and Raphael. Yeah. So uh, the turtles enter their uh, sewer condo or whatever it is, and Leonardo's the first to go up to Master Splinter to say that we fought well. What a kiss ass. <laughs> like, they don't do a good job like making anybody like Leonardo in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like it's bad. He's not he's not that likable, is yeah, he? Yeah, he's kinda like, fuck this guy. Like, like the other three have like a at least they're distinct. Even the nerd Donatello is like he's a little fun too. He's good. Yeah. Exactly. Donatello's good. Yeah, it's true. The whole movie he's it's like good. Raphael's a dick, but he's also again, he's he's always like lighten up, you know, yeah. like he's got a personality and, and Michelangelo is just ridiculous. He's just stupid. Yeah. He's, he's just like a stupid idiot yeah, yeah. <laughs> so splinter is all concerned you know were you seen they weren't seen he explains that uh, even their allies wouldn't understand that they're ninja fucking turtles fighting people so a splinter just yammers on here we finally see this old ass looking rat i gotta give props to jim henson great looking puppet seriously oh yeah the the, the first splinter comparatively to all the other movies looked incredible it and really it, does and it's the one puppet you can tell they either like lost or something because he like immediately it's just like his head in like the later ones <laughs> in the third one it's like the worst thing ever yeah, and he sounds all crappy I think it's literally just his head <laughs> I <am> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well this is kevin clash the first two movies who right. was also the voice of elmo mm-hmm. well, oddly yeah oddly. Like, jim henson maybe got well, him the gig i mean all those jim henson muppeteers like they they were also like 
we jokingly call them Muppeteers, but those pe- the people who handled that, they were experts. Oh, yeah. Like, they were hired on many movies that involved any kind of puppeteering or special effect, even, because they were the only people doing that shit on right. a day-to-day basis. And these were very advanced animatronics for 1990. Yeah. Very advanced. Well, they're probably one of the most advanced ever, because, yeah. you know, after this in the 90s, we go to full CG, right. so it's like, to me, you say these were advanced for 1990, these are advanced for, for now, an- right. for animatronics, period, because the people just stopped fucking using them. Good point, Quinn. Yeah. Uh, so Splinter's hammering on, like I said here. Raphael confesses that he lost a sigh, and Splinter's like, it's fine, don't worry about it. Like, who cares? Yeah, you know, he's, he's like, like, let it go. Yeah, he's like, like, let it go. It's okay, buddy. I lost a sigh. Then it is gone. But I can get it back. I can get it back. Raphael. Donatello tries to comfort Raph, but they get into a shoving match. Splinter says that their ninja skills are reaching their peak, but they still have an important lesson to learn, and he continues his sermon here. <laughs> yeah, I love this part. This is so stupid. <laughs> Michelangelo is loudly ordering a pizza in the background on the phone on their payphone. By yeah. the way, I love how he's being such an ass. Yeah. Like, no fucking anchovies, dude. Yeah. If and you like, put anchovies on that pizza, yeah, yeah, it's like he's like all and he's all loud and he's like spinning his nunchuck like a jerk, <laughs> yeah. like on his finger, and you're just like, what a butthole! Like seriously, like he, he doesn't even care. Like Splinter's trying to give him them like fatherly yeah. advice, and they just, he just doesn't even care. If you reach the thing with it, you know, yeah. you just hear Michelangelo in the background. Underground. Yeah, okay. I want a I large, thick crust with double cheese, ham, pepperoni. Your teenage mind. So just as Mikey's just continuing to bitch about anchovies, Splinter just chucks a fucking book at him. I think a phone book, right? (laughs) And uh, Mikey's all, the clock's ticking, dude, before hanging up. Yeah, as the turtles all, like, nudge and act like they got something on the, like, pizza guy. They're like, yeah, we got him. Good one, Mikey. Like, you know, like, it's like, so, this is the aspect of the turtles that as an adult, you kind of, like, cringe. You're just like, ugh. It's like, It's so goofy, though. It's funny. Master Splinter now decides to take this specific moment of all moments, to tell his sons or whatever the hell they are. Adopted sons, I would say. That yeah. seems to be the relationship, right? I guess so. That he's gonna die one day. <laughs> so he suggests... This is fucking heavy. To, like, just lay on them as they're ordering pizza. I know! <laughs> so he suggests a nice meditation session, but uh, the turtles decide to dance to tequila instead. Yeah, what dorks? <laughs> I suggest we all meditate now on the events of this evening. Wait, how disrespectful is that shit? Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. one day I'm gonna die, you gotta, like, learn this shit. Tequila! It's like, what? What a bunch of buttholes. Like, you would think it would only be Michelangelo because he's proven how disrespectful it's fucking Donatello is, like, teaming up with him. Like, Donatello and Michelangelo, like, instigate the shit. Yeah, they do. And Leo even gets into it. Mikey's like, well, this is like meditating. Yeah. And then with the, like, splinter with the eyebrow raise. Literally, like, people's eyebrow, like, these fucking kids, man. Like, seriously, at some point in this movie, I swear he just goes, kids. He like, like, just out of, like, annoyance. Mm, kids. Yeah. Uh, Raphael's like, I'm done with this shit. I'm going to a movie. What? Yeah. <laughs> Ray Romano. <laughs> I'm going to a movie, Deb. Uh, while donning a trench coat and yeah. a rain hat. Which, we- which, again, allusion to the, the, the show. Because Undercover. whenever the turtles were in disguise, that's, like, literally why I begged my parents for the one trench coat turtle that they made. Undercover Don. Yes, because... Because that actually looked like the cartoon one. Yeah. I was always mad as a kid. I was like, why don't they make all of them have trench coats? Because I would like an entire set of Didn't them. Didn't they later? I think they did. Did they? And they because, just re-released oh. the Dawn with it. 
I didn't know that. I think they as did. a kid, I thought only Don was the one they made. And I was like, that's stupid. Well, I got I quick interlude. I stopped with the figures probably around 93, 94, but they continued a bit longer. So there were probably a lot of other figures that were released after we stopped with them. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if I recall, as far as the stopping with the figures is concerned, for Turtles specifically, yeah. it's basically when the Power Rangers came out. Yeah, like, like I was 94, like, well, right? I gotta get these now. I don't have time for the... I have a million of these anyway. Yeah, know? that's kind of what it was for me. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Leo just dances stupidly. He's like, oh, okay. And <laughs> then we just get a shot of the rainy, dumb sewer as a turtle is skateboarding. I got a little blooper for you here. Yeah, I've never noticed this before. Yeah. You can see the non-turtle arm of the skateboarder at one hmm. point. It's supposed to be Donatello, right. but you can see his arm sweeping in the frame. It's in like the darkness that you really have to look, right? Yeah, you have it's to not look. Like, it's not like they just left some shit. In. No, they messed yeah. up, but yeah. they didn't mean to. You know? Right, exactly. So Michelangelo is sitting there chewing on a popsicle stick as Donatello sits next to him. Mikey says the pizza dude's got 30 seconds. Pizza dude's got 30 seconds. Donnie asks if Mikey has ever thought about what Splinter said, you know, not being around. Mikey just no-sells him and he's like, Time's up. Three bucks off. Yeah, he doesn't care. Like, it's like, really? Like, what is this betrayal? Well, he's ignoring. No, he cares. He just he doesn't want to. He doesn't, doesn't want to cope with he it. He doesn't want to think about it. Yeah. Is that what they're trying to say? He cares. Yeah, it's just like, it's. They, don't, no put, they don't even put like a sigh. Like, there are no indication that he cares. And maybe this is just a disconnect between the like animatronics, too, for me. Maybe. Like, yeah. I just wasn't reading that he gave a shit. Like, yeah, I was he, just like, what a fucker. Like, maybe you're supposed to think that at first. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's not like if you looked at a real kid, you could kind of tell. It's right. like you're looking at a guy in a turtle suit. It's <laughs> not like exactly obvious. <laughs> right. So we get a shot of the street now where a delivery scooter pulls up and I uh, got some trivia for you again. That's the guy. In the Michelangelo costume, doing the cameo as the driver. Oh, really? The guy that plays him in the costume, the not Domino's the voice. Guy? Yeah. Wow, he's like older than I thought. Yeah, but, probably in his thirties or something. Yeah. There, yeah. Interesting. I thought they pick a young guy for. I mean, these big, heavy, sweaty suits. It like, <laughs> seems like you would need a young guy. Like, no, I know that won't like die. <laughs> well, he did okay. Yeah. So he's uh, he's like one twenty two and an eighth. One twenty two and an eight. Where the heck is one twenty two and an eight? And then we hear the voice from the sewer. You're standing on it, dude. I like this bit because yeah. it is funny. It's, it's like an eighth. Bit. Yeah, yeah an it eighth. makes sense. Mikey shoves a $10 bill through the uh, sewer cover, takes the pizza down. And I always found it funny, Quinn, that there's a Pizza Hut commercial yes. in the beginning of this. I was just going to say. But it's Domino's in yeah, the movie. The shameless Domino's. Plug. Now, do you think that this was... So Domino's got in the movie proper. Do you think Pizza Hut like kind of... They were like, well, when the VHS comes out, we got to be on that. Maybe. Like, maybe that was the deal. Maybe. Yeah, just think of the exposure now. Two right. pizza companies. Right. And if you're if you're Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the license, you're like, well, I'll take money from both. Yeah, like, it's exactly. Like, Domino's, you can be in the movie. Pizza Hut, you can be on the, the tape at the beginning. You get the like, trailer. There yeah. you go. So the delivery guy's all upset. It's got a $10 bill with a tabs 13, but he's two minutes late. And then Michelangelo, with some wisdom here, he says, wise men say forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. It's not even a real Chinese proverb. <laughs> They're not even like, okay, like this is where they do this sometimes with the turtles. Like they, he does the Chinese proverb, but aren't they supposed to be ninjas or Japanese? Like this Correct. is, I don't like this, like mixing, like, oh, it's just like vaguely Asian. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Uh, cut to the turtles townhouse here where Leo is slicing a pizza with his swords. A slice lands right on Splinter's head. And that's where he's like, mm, there it is. Yeah. Kids. Whoops. Mm, kids. 
Meanwhile, Raph walks out of a movie theater in New York. It was playing Critters, by oh, the way. I, I was I was actually looking for that, and I couldn't <laughs> yeah. find it. I was like, I actually looked on the screen. I was yeah. like, what did he see? Critters. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's all disgusted. He's like, why did they come up with this stuff or whatever? Yeah. Isn't that a Jim Henson joint also, though? Is it Henson? Or he might be involved. That's probably what the connection is. That would be is. the joint. It's yeah. definitely a, a rib, yeah, so exactly. to speak. So two hoodlums now steal some old lady's purse or marble rye, maybe. I don't know. But Raph trips them, shows off his sigh. So they run away stupidly over a hedge. Yeah, and into Central Park, which is a notorious haven for crime in the <laughs> 80s, by the way. Like, if you are not from this time, it was like, this was a time period where, like, you didn't go into Central Park after dark. It wasn't okay. No, I mean, most notably lampooned and shown in uh, Home Alone 2. Yeah, also, um, didn't Johnny Carson make an infamous joke about it? Like that, probably. even the criminals are, are jumping out of Central Park. It's, <laughs> it's so scary or something. <laughs> probably. Suddenly, Casey Jones jumps down from a tree and beats the fuck out of these kids with a hockey stick. Now, were you surprised? Mm-hmm. I, wanted, I wanted to ask this question. Yeah. Were you surprised as a kid that Casey Jones was even in this movie? Because he was always treated as like a side character yeah. in, in the cartoon. So it was not even in the cartoon much. Yeah, right? he isn't, right? I had his action figure, but like other than that, I didn't see him much. And so I was actually like taken aback yeah. when I first saw this. I was like, whoa, Casey Jones? That's, well, that seems like a deep cut, right? I, you know? I was because I saw the second one first and he wasn't, he's not in that one. Right, exactly. So when I went back to watch this, I was like, what, Casey Jones from the, the guy with the hockey mask? Yeah, it was, I just always thought that this was kind of a crazy, that he's even in this. I'll tell you what though, this, the guy that plays him, uh, Elias Kataeus, Kataeus, he is great. Yeah, he, he is really It's good. a great portrayal. And they end up bringing him back for the third one, too, to, yes, they to do. watch the, the, Japanese the Japanese guys. Right. Yeah. And I also love that he has the hockey mask here, just as a quick nod to the cartoon. Yeah, and then it's like, it never comes no. back. Yeah, because <laughs> he would look dumb. Well, it would be stupid <laughs> if they introduced him without the hockey mask, because then you'd be like, who is Who's this, this guy? guy? <laughs> like, exactly. Like, there's no, like, anything to right. link him to it without it. So he's instantly recognizable. Yeah. And he uh, goes for uh, another shot on the uh, on the kids here, but Raph actually shoves him down, and <laughs> Casey's like, Hey, Bogey, now who died and made you referee? How about a five-minute game misconduct for roughing, pal? Hey, Bogey, now who died and made you referee? You did your job, now get out of here and let me do mine. These JV lowlifes need to be taught a lesson. Uh, so they bicker, Raph and Casey do his sports <laughs> jokes everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Kids run away. Casey decides to uh, bust out a pair of base- bust out a pair of baseball bats now and teach Payne 101, your instructor, Casey Jones. Raph's like, I don't want to fight you. Casey takes a few swings, misses all of them. <laughs> Raph catches the bat, and he's like, A Jose Canseco bat! Tell me, you didn't pay money for this. A Jose Canseco bat! Tell me, you didn't pay money for this. Are the Turtles Yankees fans or Mets fans? Do they ever say I gotta in the think cartoons? Like Leo would be the Mets fan. I would think Michelangelo would be a Mets fan, too. He seems like a Mets fan. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like, big fan of Bobby Bonilla or somebody. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know yeah. who I mean. Gary Carter. Who else is on the Mets? Leo would like the Yankees, actually, think? I think. Yeah, I think oh, he's a, of the class and the tradition. serious. Maybe Donatello would join him in Yankees fandom. And then, like, Mike, Michelangelo, Raphael, definitely Mets fans. Raph, the Mets fan? Oh, okay. he's so angry. Just getting like, pissed when they yeah, blow exactly. games and stuff. Like, and Michelangelo's just a doof, so he doesn't even care. <laughs> like, you know I mean? <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So Casey whacks Raph finally, and when he gets up, his hat is off. Raphael's is. Casey's like, what are you, a punker? Raph swings and misses twice, but then he gets a float over and hits a home run with the bat. As we get, like, baseball music, like, so silly. Yeah. So Casey says, new game, Roundhead. Cricket. And then we have a classic line. Which I'm just going to dump it in right here instead of saying it. Cricket. Cricket? Nobody understands cricket. You got to know what a crumpet is to understand cricket. 
classic Quinn. Yeah, it's, it's, we, I think we still quote this. I like, love it. It's so ridiculous. Crumpet. Yeah. Casey offers to teach Raph Cricket by knocking him into a garbage can and then just leaving. Yeah, so. I, I like also, though, that this points out two things. Casey is, like, kind of their equal. And yes. secondly... The turtle's weakness sometimes can be their shell because that's like what fucks them up here. Because yeah. his shell like gets like caught, but no, they, it's very subtle. But I always notice it as a kid. Yeah. I'm like, oh, see, if it, if you do the right thing to them, they can't like escape because right. of their shells. They're, they are turtles. Yeah. Uh, so Raph angrily gives chase down the street, cross the street, flipping over a cab, leading to another great exchange. This is great. What the heck was that? Looked like sort of a big turtle in a trench coat. You're going to LaGuardia, right? This is what I love about this movie, Joe, is it, like, plays off how fucking weird New York City was in the 80s, like, and I love that the taxi driver, like, because this is, like, how it was, like, there is so much weird shit in this city that a humanized turtle... whatever yeah. like you know what i mean like right. seriously like would you even bat an eye <laughs> right right that, that was always an, a side joke with the turtles in general is that they could only exist in new york city because like they would <laughs> nobody would even care they could just like wear a trench coat and, like be like oh that's a really ugly looking guy and, like you know what i mean like, right, right. especially where they are which is in a very lower manhattan i mean we're talking like the bowery area right, and stuff exactly. like that where it's, it gets a little nutty down there more trivia for you guys the passenger in the cab the one that says what the hell was that voice of Raphael. Oh, and not only the voice, this guy is the only one of the four that also was in the costume. So okay. he was the costume and then he redubbed his voice for the oh, movie. Interesting. I didn't know that. Everyone else has a separate voice and costume. Gotcha. After. Gotcha. But just a little trivia there. Obviously, Donatello, we should mention the voice of Donatello is the most notable person in the movie at the time. Corey Feldman. Yes, Corey Feldman. Should mention him real yeah, quick. He's not. Is he? He's in the movie also, isn't he? He is not. He, he does isn't. not make okay. an appearance. Okay, he's not in the background anymore. No, not that okay. I know of. Uh, neither does the voice of Michelangelo, Robbie Wrist, right. who was, uh, started his career as Cousin Oliver on the Brady Bunch. Yes, I know Robbie Wrist, <laughs> right? definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and he uh, he voices Mikey in all three movies. Interesting. And so does the voice of Leo, Brian Tochi, it's I think. It's interesting the guys they got to come back for movies and the people they didn't. You know, Raph has a different voice in all three movies, although the one in the second does like a near perfect imitation of this one. Did any of the cartoon voices come and voice any of these turtles? No. Do they double in any of them? Nope. Okay. Not at all. Yeah, Donatello is uh, Adam Carl in the second movie, I think. Okay. And then back to Corey Feldman for the third. Interesting. And I forget who the hell does uh, Splinter in the third, but he's horrible. The more you know. Yeah. yeah. See, there you go. Just uh, doing what I can to help you guys out here with my... Working hard as he can. My random yeah. turtle knowledge here. Anyway, Raph yells down the street, leading to a very loud... Damn! Damn! <laughs> <laughs> as we see the Chrysler building. To me, this is the biggest damn of the movie. Oh, yeah. This is like, oh, look, you cursed. Like, you know what I mean? Like, as a kid, you're like, radical, dude. Yeah. Like, you know... <laughs> That's what you said, right? Yeah. To your dad exactly. or whatever. Uh, back to the turtle's apartment here where Splinter has waited up for Raphael. Raph is all sad. I know. I, I really actually like this part a lot because it, it says it's a good. lot it says a lot about the relationship. Splinter yeah. really loves them. Yeah, and he it, really does. It, this is where you're like, man, this movie is like it's got some heart, you know, like it's not just some like all the catchphrases and some actions. Cash grab. Yeah, like exactly. The third. <laughs> this is the part of the movie. And I'm, you'll go over it in a second, but yeah. I just want to note that it's like, I think why this movie resonates so much is it's just kind of got, it doesn't just make them random jerks who beat up people with right. karate and shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. No, I get yeah. it, Quinn. I get it. No, you don't. So Splinter goes into a, a lecture here about his master Yoshi and uh, how he learned how to be 
peaceful and you got to control your anger. And he lectures Raphael about the dangers of staying angry. And the spiritual music <laughs> here is really laying it on thick. And I, I'm actually like not joking. It's no, like, I know. You're just kind of like, man. This is serious. He cares about him. Yeah. And Raph gets a bit emotional there. I am here, my son. Cut to the next day now in April's apartment where her doofy boss, Charles, is very upset that she didn't call him about this mugging last night. So she doesn't seem to mind the mugging. Mm-hmm. She applies makeup to her bruise as we see a shot of Charles' crappy son, Danny, in the kitchen. This kitchen is so <laughs> shitty, Joe, by the way. Yes. It's, like, really dumpy. Yeah. It's almost like, why would Charles take his child to April's, like, horrible apartment? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you would think it would be the other way around. Like, he'd be like, April, can you just come see me in the right, morning? Because right. I gotta take Danny to school. You know Danny, what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, it seems like it should be the other way around. Danny. And now Danny is the kid from the first bit of the movie there. One of the kids that was past the wallet in the yeah, Sid Vicious shirt. Exactly. So you'll There's remember him. So Charles is all pissed now about how Danny doesn't like going to school and how he wears headphones and he wonders where the hell he got those things anyway. <laughs> and then he's looking out the window very pensively, just wondering about this horrendous petty crime wave. Just what is going on out there, April? Now, I got news for him. It's been this way since the 70s. <laughs> like, he's like, man, it's like you can't even go out anymore. And you, you're just going to get beat up and mugged. And it's like, dude, like, where the fuck have you been? It's been this way since, like, Ford dumps New York or whatever. Remember? <laughs> yeah. Ford tells New York get a life or whatever. That, yeah. I'm probably butchering. Good. The, it's even better yeah. when you do things like that. Yeah. Uh, as they're going on about this, you know, petty crime wave, Danny notices a $20 bill hanging out of April's wallet. He decides to grab it. Uh, while April's just going on about how she heard some things coming out of Little Tokyo, and Chief Stearns is going to have some answering to do. Now, does the Little Tokyo even exist in here? Like, what is she talking about? Like, yeah. The- that's yeah, not Little real, Tokyo wrestled at WrestleMania three. Stop it! No, I think it is a real neighborhood. I don't think so. Oh, I think it is. I think they're okay. This is the part of the movie, and this is what I meant about the Japanese equipment too. Mm-hmm. That they're very distinctly not Chinese. That the the bad guys are Japanese. Have you noticed this? Like Little Tokyo. I don't think that's a thing, or maybe it's a newer thing. There's a Little Tokyo in Los Angeles, right? Exactly, but not New York City. There's little Chinatown, but there's not Little Tokyo. I don't know <laughs> well, what there is a about. there is a Japan town. Is there a Japan town in New York City? Let's find out here. This well, they, is very there's important. Always, there's always sectors, but I'm just saying, like, is that like a known thing? Chinatown's very prominent in New York City. It's like huge. There is a in the East Village, like a, a prominent Japanese population right. in St. Mark's Place. But no, from what I understand, it may not be an actual formal thing. Quinn. Yeah, I, I, that's why I was but like, he this, did team with uh, is, Lord Littlebrook. Yeah, th- this is totally just them trying to like make the connection where like video games and televisions and like all the shit that they're stealing. Unless she was talking to L.A. and they're like, oh, this is like that. Maybe. Oh, so the she is a reporter. The foot are really in L.A. all along. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Charles tells her to just calm the hell down with all this, okay? As we cut to City Hall now, where Chief Stearns uses very overly complicated terms to explain what they're doing. We are presently executing a plan of redeployment that will minimize response time while maximizing coordination between patrol units. So April asks him to repeat that again in English, <laughs> and a visibly annoyed Stearns reiterates that everything is under control. He looks like a human Koopa, by the <laughs> way, Like, and he's like all sweaty and gross. Like, uh, ugh. This guy, like, he just looks he's like, awesome. like, ugh, I don't want to talk to him. This is um, Raymond Sarah. He was in the second movie, also, briefly. Not as big as a Chief role. Stearns? Yeah, he's in the second movie. 
Oh, is Chief Stearns in the second when one? When Toka and Razor like destroy the Oh, you're right, right, right. Yeah. He's briefly. It's not well, as big a role. When we get to that eventually, yeah, maybe I think we might have to. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the turtles are actually watching this whole report on their TV, and I admit that it's pretty impressive they even have a TV. It has bunny ears, but still, how do they get reception in the sewer? I don't know. Like that's not how that works. <laughs> Unless they like run a cable up through like the top and just like cheaply do it. I like, wouldn't put a past Donnie. <laughs> they wedge it in between the sewer opening. That's a I mean, that's what they would probably do. Uh, or they just hook into whatever buildings below them. Yeah, maybe they're just stealing cable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, April starts to question Stearns now about the Foot Clan. That's the first time we've heard this term used. Just then, we see some weird-ass control room where the main villain of the film, the Shredder, is watching this interview <laughs> on multiple, you know, presumably stolen TVs. Yeah, so this is completely impractical, <laughs> but it's cool as hell. Yeah. I feel like they're trying to make it like the Technodrome, <laughs> Joe, but, like, they didn't have the budget. Like, think about it. Like, this is exactly like that room. Especially, remember in the video game, All there's, the like, there's like a zillion and shredders on each going, ha ha ha, like yeah. on like a thousand TVs. Yeah. Like, I swear, like even the earlier video games had shit like Probably. arcade games, like had shit like this with this, that whole aesthetic of there being 7,000 like tiny TVs was a thing. Yeah, you're games, right. So, I don't you know. know why. Well, because it makes it look, first of all, he stole all that shit. Yeah, so, that's true. Second of all, it's dark. And third of all, it seems like he's so sinister that he's somehow like tracking everything that's going on in the city like technology yeah, or whatever he's watching one channel just to, i understand that but only it, look it's at like one the once. scenes like for two seconds so like as a kid <laughs> you're just like whoa he's got a million tvs yeah. he's got computers and right. stuff like, you know <laughs> radical dude <laughs> so he throws a dagger at one of the tvs and then says to literally no one in particular find her Silence her. Uh, <laughs> the, tur- <laughs> the turtles, except Raphael, are all gaga over her. Raph, meanwhile, leaves again in his trench coat and his hat. We go back to City Hall now, where uh, Stearns calls April into his office. In the background, though, Danny is being escorted into the building by two cops. Now, am I just remembering wrong over this? It goes, din, 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 din. Yes. like, like, no, you're right. he, like, strolls by, but, like, just only <laughs> just that. For that. <laughs> yeah. So now in Stern's office, he's so funny. This guy is really good. Yeah. He's like, just what are you trying to accomplish out there besides busting my chops? <laughs> it's good. Just what is it you hope to accomplish out there besides busting my chops? It is, it's funny. <laughs> Ralph Cramden or something. Yeah, he is, though. He even looks like he, him. Even his uniform looks Everything. like a bus driver. He doesn't <laughs> look like a cop. He sounds like Cramden. Yeah. I really think that might be the inspiration. Yeah, it probably is. April's on phase, though, and she just wants Stern's to do something about the foot. So does Mel Phillips. Uh, so he's all, should I really waste my fucking time and resources because a few immigrants in Little Tokyo are reminded of something that happened years ago in Japan? And uh, he ends with a hilarious, are you trying to tell me how to do my job? Yeah, and then he, like, she's like, storms out with her hands over her ears. Yeah, and the guy that timed her, he's like, 107, a new record. Are you trying to tell me how to do my job? 107, a new record. Why yeah. was he British? I don't know. <laughs> a new record. Maybe just to make him seem more sophisticated because he's operating camera equipment. He's sitting on the dirty floor. You, know, the, you know how it is in the 80s. <laughs> a new record. Yeah. Uh, anyway, outside City Hall, Raph reads the New York Post as April leaves. He wants his sigh back. You're right, he does. Although at least there's like the wacky music 
playing to show that like it's more innocent. It's yeah, like, he's not going to hurt her. Like, yeah, it's like it's like no, he's not like going to do anything. He just wants a sigh. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> no, it's like dun, 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 dun. yeah, it's very like, like it's hunky like, dory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he decides to follow her down the steps to the station where she's just Mr. Train Quinn, and she's all alone, which seems unrealistic in the middle of the day. Yeah, like, I know. In New the York, like, get out of here. It's like uh, completely abandoned. <laughs> yeah, I know. No one else missed the train. Yeah, there's and, no like, one by waiting. City Hall. Yeah, like you know what I mean. It's not like there's no one around. A little far fetched there. Yeah. Uh, as April stands on the platform, bunch of Foot Clan members in uniform approach, and we get the. <laughs> We've been waiting for you, Miss O'Neill. <laughs> Fake Japanese accent. What is that? <laughs> we have been waiting for you, Miss O'Neill. It's horrible. <laughs> We've been waiting for you, Miss O'Neill. So bad. <laughs> it's like the only time they do it, too. <laughs> yeah, it's the only, and, literally. And you know what's stupid about that, by the way? Because I don't want to spoil anything, but they tell us that these kids are not Japanese. Most of them aren't. There's yeah, like one. Like, yeah, uh, apparently it's this guy. It's like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, I think he is the only one. Yeah, and she's like, "What am I late on my Sony payments?" Uh, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so she gets slapped for that yeah, one. The, the jokes are terrible. He's like, "Don't make fun of me." Yeah. <laughs> anyway, she busts out Raph's side, but quickly gets it kicked away. She decides to just take them all on with her purse, but she gets knocked out by a punch. Just then, I love this. Yeah, Raph retrieves his side along the ground, and then just storms in kicking all of their asses quickly. Now, Raph was so cool here, and I, know. I actually used to have a trading card of Raph doing the, like, pose. The jump? No, 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 where oh. he's, like, in the trench coat, and he's, like, got his two sides out, and he's, like, bring it on. Yeah. You know, like, I think he's still half in the trench coat. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I love the way he just busts into the scene and just yeah. kicks their asses here. It's it good. is and good. Like, hero, too. He, like, saves April. It's actually really good. He scoops her up as the next train is approaching, runs as fast as possible with her down the tunnel, but a Foot Clan member quietly follows behind with the big, like, jump yep. down. Do, 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 do. <laughs> they always play that music. Cut to the turtle den. Leo, I like the close-up of Leo. Are you crazy? It's yeah. really funny. Are you crazy? And Raph has a great line. Yeah, Leo, I'm crazy, okay? A loony, okay? Yeah, Leo, I'm crazy, okay? A loony, okay? That's yeah, <laughs> really good. It's good. And he's like, why? And he's, you know, wanted to redecorate a couple of throw pillows, TV news reporter. I love his sarcasm because <laughs> it's, it's funny. Well, it's also good because it's like, this is how New York is. You know what I mean? He it's is like, the most New York. He's the most, like, he's absorbed the city more. Right. And, and they even prove it by the fact that he goes out the most. You know, he's yeah. amongst people the most, so he clearly, like, picks it up. He's the only it, one to have to wear that thing, right? right. They, it's like the it's like the little touches like that. It's like Michelangelo has clearly been raised by television with the way he speaks. Right, Donatello yeah. is like obviously just a dork. He so just figured it all out as he went. He's a bookworm, right? Yeah. He's like, well, actually, and Leo's like all master splinter, master splinter, right? right. You know? Like it's like it's even reflected in how they talk, though. And I That's like that. Point. And I'm like that. The movies even like pick that up that they put Raph's the only one that goes out. He's the street smart one. Right. He's yeah, a sarcastic. Exactly. Yeah, it's a good point. So Splinter barges in. He's like, what the hell's going on here? And Donnie's like, it's the news lady. So Splinter's like, water, cold washcloth, pillow. Splinter's like mad but calm, which yeah. I actually like. Like, he's like, I know how to handle this situation. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, don't freak the fuck out that there's like a human here. Like, you know, like, yeah. he's like, just help her. Yeah, we got this. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, though, the foot guy has been, and I'm talking about Mel Phillips, has been spying on them through the door. He finally leaves now. So as Splinter's rat hand caresses April's face, she wakes up and, of course, has a shit fit. <laughs> yeah, and Mike is all like, hi! 
<laughs> and she just like freaks out more like all nice he's like hi there yeah, like, all, yeah. I always like that hi yeah. <laughs> all happy yeah. hi so she's like I'm dead <laughs> I love that line and she's like no I must be dreaming so Splinter's like calm down I'm gonna tell you the whole story and April's like why don't we ever dream about Harrison Ford and by the way April is very Aunt Jackie here <laughs> and as a kid I thought and I'm not kidding like maybe like she is Aunt Jackie no. like the actress like I was like for there was a time in my life because like I didn't have this VHS tape and I only had two and I had a different April so like mm. I always like there was a time in my life where I was like I couldn't get my I had to rent that VHS tape every now and then right and I was like oh well Aunt Jackie was in Turtles like I just thought that wait you really did yeah no, it's not the same person yeah. <laughs> this is a good time to bring up this is Judith Hogue she refused to do the second one or they didn't want her to but she's great here Paige Turco took over for April in a I like two Paige and three Turco she's as good. April even though I mean she brought us one of those horrible lines from three that I'm sure we'll eventually get to. It's- you spoiled it. I but can yeah. edit it. Okay. All right. We won't get to it. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to mention it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Splinter's story, and this is where we get some exposition for anyone maybe not entirely familiar with the plot, which is nice. This is good for the adults in the room. It is seriously. Like, like, who the fuck are these? Like, why are they, these <laughs> turtles here? Right. Like, why is this? Like, ex- <laughs> why is this a thing? That's like every dad in America in the spring of 90. What is it, magic? Like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) Do they have a mustache when they're saying that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What is it, magic? Yeah. (laughs) Theatrical. For 15 years, Splinter and the Turtles have been here. But before that, Splinter was a karate fighting pet rat of his master, Hamato Yoshi. Is Yoshi supposed to be aware that his rat was also training like behind his back, like <laughs> copying him. Like they never say because he never acts mentioned. like he's all close to Yoshi. I'm sure this fucking guy was just like, I just had this pet. Despite like, all his rage, like, he was still like, just a rat in the y- cage. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, tell the story here, but the, I have one more comment on it. Like, <laughs> right. yeah. So they were forced to come to New York, though. Splinter says, and he was without a home, wandering the sewers. So he found a shattered glass jar and four baby turtles, mm-hmm. and they're crawling into some green ooze. Splinter put them into a coffee can, by the way. <laughs> yeah, now, this is weird, watching a normal rat with a spoon gather up baby turtles. Like, that is so strange. That's like one of the weirdest sights ever. Yeah, just like a rat gathering turtles. Like, it's like, he's like a normal rat, but it's kind of like more like the rats from like Muppets. Like right. that kind, except not as like loud and proud. He's not loud or proud. Yeah. No. And they just kind of made his arms just long enough so that he could like pick up something. Tink these turtles into yeah. the coffee can. And I don't get that, too, because... So there's some weird implication I want to say here. And what is this, it? this is what I was saying about Yoshi. Like, is he aware <laughs> that this rat thing is yeah. like? There's some weird implication that Splinter was smart before the goop. Like, yeah, but, they don't really say right. Like, it's very confusing. Like, you know what I mean? He remembers being a pet, right? Exactly. It's that, and that he like he aped his master Yoshi, and it's like, but but how could how he do he, that anyway? Even, first of all, how would he even know he did that? That's what I, yeah, yeah you know it, what? This it, movie's unrealistic. Yeah, it's just bizarre. Well, it's unrealistic in its own, like, rules. It's like the goo is what, like, makes them as you're about to, like... like human. Ex- right, exactly. Good so point. Go, so go ahead. So the next day, all these turtles were bigger. Eventually, one of them talked. Of course, it was pizza, pizza. Of course. Yeah, like, that's probably not what happened, but okay. It must have been Mikey. Yeah. Uh, he, how do they even know what pizza is? Yeah, they don't. <laughs> Exactly. This whole thing's falling this, apart. This we better ba- shut it down. Yeah, this backstory is a little <laughs> loopy here. He then decided to teach them the martial arts like he's fucking Mr. Fuji or something. His master Yoshi taught him. 
he named them all after Renaissance painters because why not? And they act all sly as he like <laughs> says the names. Like he's like Michelangelo, Donatello, and they're like do do do. Like I'm like, well, I'm serious. They think like, they're good. They think they are so good as like Splinter says their names, like, like, especially like Raph chewing on his side. Yeah, he's practically like chewing on the scenery. Everyone is. Like, <laughs> they think they're the best thing ever when he says their name. You're yeah, right. Yeah. They're like so assy about it. Yeah, it's funny. April realizes that she's definitely not dreaming. We then cut to the turtles and April walking through the sewer to take April home. Now, can I just say, is it pretty quick to you that April's just like, yeah, this is this is, yeah, this is fine. <laughs> it's like, let me go walk with them in a dark sewer. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. just met these people. They're fucking mutants. <laughs> I just talked to a rat that is a human rat thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, walk me home. Yeah, walk me home. <laughs> so they're going to 11th and Bleecker. That's where she lives, by the way. That's down in the Bowery area. Mm-hmm. Uh, they climb out of the sewer. <laughs> And April offers them frozen pizza. This is a hilarious thing that is a like a thing for the rest of the movie. There's like the sound effects like bramp and yeah. like and they like pop up and yeah. like Mikey's like let's go for it. <laughs> yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like, it's ridiculous. It's true. So we cut to April's crummy apartment again above an antique store. We learn. Remember that for later. Yep. Where Mikey's just doing horrible impressions of Rocky Balboa and James Cagney. Raph hates it. It's good. And April <laughs> thinks it's hilarious. That's true. Yeah. I should also note. I just I happen to glance at the table. <laughs> Leo's drinking a diet Pepsi. Why? And Mikey's drinking a juice box. It's just like the little touches. It's a touch that they're fucking children. Yeah, like, but like Leo with the yeah, diet Pepsi. I know, but also just like the juice box also it's yeah. funny. Uh, it's Mikey, I think you know? the diet Pepsi, are you getting at that like, oh, because he's so serious. He's gotta it's watch like his calories and yeah, sugar. Yeah, because he's gotta like exercise. Yes. It's so fucked up. It's good, right? Yeah. Uh, Leo says it's time to go because Splinter worries. That's funny. He's like, he worries. Yeah. Uh, turtles file out as April acts like this whole experience has been completely normal like you yeah, said she's like all impressed she like acts like the teenage girl who's just like man that was such a good time with my friends I'm, right. gonna, I'm gonna remember this forever right it's like <laughs> right. these are the times of our lives you know like that, that look on her face it's just like oh what a night oh, you know, oh what a good night here. yeah exactly so uh, you know what we're gonna keep this good night going here but we have to take a quick break maybe get yourself a new slice of pizza okay anything like that you might need to do get yourself a diet Pepsi if you're more like Leonardo Mm-hmm. Perhaps a juice box. Juice box. Because <laughs> if you're a child like Michelangelo. <laughs> but we will be coming back in a minute here with more of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles here on our vantage point. Oh, what a night. Late December back in 63. What a very special time for me. As I remember what a night. They live. And they only come out when it's time to eat. Mutant Ninja Turtles pasta from Chef Boyardee. Delicious pasta from shapes like Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, and Michelangelo. Turtle power! Yes, I told you, you can only have your turtles in the kitchen. New Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pasta. Why, thank goodness for Chef Boyardee. Fresh from the sewer. And into your Nintendo Entertainment System comes Ultra's version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now you can take control of these heroes in a half shell as they nunchuck, swim, and bazooka blast their way through sewers and streets, ridding the world of rival robots, wretched ruffians, and the evil Foot Clan forever. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They're out of the sewers and available where Ultra games are sold. 
And welcome back, Turtle fans, to our vantage point. Today we're reviewing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990, Michael. Totally tubular, dude. <laughs> yes, it is. Radical. We hope you've been enjoying this so far. We're just romping through this movie here, a personal favorite of both of us, and something I still rewatch every couple years, I Do think, you? to this day. Yeah, every now and then. I hadn't seen this in a very long time. I watched it every not. few years. Yeah. I've made my wife watch it with me, etc. This movie isn't like um, Star Wars, the original trilogy to me. It's something that I watch every couple of years. Oh, yeah? I really like the original trilogy a lot, a lot. Well, I, do, I do too. It's good. Yeah, the it's original just, is good. I, yeah, I just, it, this movie is like one of those things, the way I think of it is it's like, it's better left a memory kind of thing, or it's like, I don't want to soil. Like, you don't want to sully? Sully that feeling of like... I don't know because I guess it's just because it's like one of those first memory kind of movies. You so, know? so you're basically saying leave the memories alone. Leave the memories alone, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, if you remember, folks, we left off where April was acting like this whole turtle experience is completely normal. She's all impressed She's by like them. She's all giddy like yeah. a schoolgirl. Wow, turtles. Yeah. Uh, so the turtles make their way home now, folks. But they notice that someone has broken in. Du, 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 du. <laughs> they bust in with their weapons out and they notice everything's trashed. Splinter's missing. Now, Raph in particular, folks, gets really upset, and he lets out a huge yell yeah. that resonates all the way to above ground. <laughs> so, some old man walks by with an umbrella and a paper bag. This old man thing was this very strange to me as a kid, because like he looks very out of place in the movie. He's just like, whoa. And then he just like, that's it. It's like, oh, okay, I'm going to move on with my groceries. Like, it's two seconds, but it was just, I remember he's wearing, like, pastels and stuff like, like a pastel a, blue sweater or something so weird <laughs> it's weird it's probably on purpose uh we cut back to april's apartment now where the four sullen turtles arrive and she's like what's wrong and leo's like splinter what's wrong splinter i, I love that splinter again they're like children yeah they are yeah to chief stern's office now we go where he has danny's file on his desk mm-hmm. stern makes a call to charles his dad of course who's in charge obviously <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Puts his feet up on his desk. He's like, you got a son named Danny Charles? And uh, clearly just trying to silence April here so, by yeah, cutting a so deal. It's funny how they do this, too, because as a kid, you don't really get it. As an adult, I never like, did. As an adult, in two seconds, you're like, that, that it's implicated. Like, And they don't even show anything else. It's nope. like, you got a son named Charles? Click. And, and that's like, it. As an adult, of course, you're like, that's a fucking bribe. Yeah, of course it is, right? <laughs> yeah. As a kid, I never understood what that meant. Yeah. I really never did. I, I was I like, why it. does he care? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I As an adult, you're like, whoa, drive time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's sunrise now over in New York. As the turtles are asleep in April's living room, Charles knocks on the door so the turtles quickly hide in comic fashion. <laughs> they do that. Yep. Danny is with a very disheveled Charles who uh, somewhat reluctantly tells April to stop working on this story. <sighs> Clearly on the tape, Charles in charge over here. <laughs> so she gets all pissed off, of course. Well, Danny notices Michelangelo hiding under the table. Well, he sees him in the mirror. Uh-huh. He doesn't see him straight up. Let's be fair. And then he turns around and Mikey's gone. Yep. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and there's just a panda yeah. <laughs> stuffed animal under the table. So April asks Charles to hand her a towel as she's washing her face before quickly noticing Donatello is in the shower. But he's nowhere to be found when Charles opens the curtains. Do, 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 do. Because he made it to the ceiling. Yeah, exactly. That <laughs> noise. Yeah. Doo, doo, doo. <laughs> Meanwhile, Danny is still looking under the table for Mikey, which yeah. is kind of funny. Charles tells April, hey, don't push any buttons today before he leaves. Now we cut to 
Charles and Danny in the car in New York in traffic here where he's very upset at Danny. Rightfully so. Yeah, I mean, his kids stole shit and got right up by the cops. <laughs> yeah, he's Danny, not out of line. Danny, you like, you earned it. Nerd. Yeah, you like, fucked up. You fucked up. Like, don't be a big puss <laughs> because your dad yelled at you. But he is a big asshole about yeah. it. He runs out of the car at a red light down to the Bleecker Street station. Danny being such a dweeb here. Like, dude, just take your punishment like a man. Right. Like, seriously, like. You fucked up. Like, how do you not know you fucked up? And the thing about Charles so far, he's done nothing to indicate that he's a bad guy. No, he, like, cares about his kid. He walks him to school. Right. Like, because his kid won't go to school. Right. Like, he actually is a good guy. Right. He So far, I mean, he I just... Mean, I guess they, they're trying to indicate from the kid's point of view, it's like, oh, look, Dad, all he cares about is, like, yelling at April about work. And his work, right. Yeah, exactly. From the kid perspective, I guess. But he cares about his son, you know? Right. I mean, what is he doing with them the whole rest of the time? Right. You know what I mean? Like, yes. So this implication that, like, Danny is, I don't know, like... An anti-hero doesn't give, or something? Doesn't give enough, get enough attention from Bull. his pappy or whatever. He gets just enough attention yeah, from his pappy. walk to school. Get out of here. <laughs> In New York. Like, most, most dads would be like... You better go to fucking school or you're grounded. And right. then, like, that would be the end of it. Not walk him and take him to school. Right. Cut to the 11-year-old smoking a cigar in Tatsu's arcade here in the warehouse. <laughs> That's an iconic scene, Quinn. Yeah. Like, the 11-year-old with a cigar playing oh my, pool. This whole, this whole thing that's about to happen is, like, <laughs> insane. Like, so, we were seeing various teen activities such as graffiti, dancing, Poker games. There's a fucking roulette wheel, Joe. It's I'm not real. Even There's like gambling. Narc. It's, this is one of the most 80s scenes of like all time. Yep. And this, is, I think, is the scene that in a lot of people's mind represents that transition from the 80s to 90s. As James Wolfe once said. Yeah. yeah. Like, you no, know, but it really does. I it mean, really you look does. At it, it's like, it's this perfect mixture of like that kind of like edginess that the 90s would bring with like the fun and games of right. skateboards and and kind of also the other edginess the grittiness of the 80s where like eh, let the kids smoke like that kind of you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, like, sure <laughs> whatever right it's like they're not supposed to but we're not going to freak out about it go like, down to the corner store yeah, get exactly, me a pack you exactly know? like it's like this weird melding of the two and it's like right. very interesting looking from like a movie perspective right and i think there's something to be said for that it's hard to put my finger on how to articulate it, but there is something to be said for that eighty nine ninety period of time, that bridge there, that bridge, where it's yeah. like the 80s are ending and the 90s are beginning, but they cross over gloriously in this movie. Oh, yeah. They really do. I mean, they, they pretty much were in the process of crossing over. I mean, a lot of things going on like on TV, like... I know I, I talk about it in a other thing we're doing, but like Saved by the Bell is on yes. around this time. Right. And like that weird, like just like there's a little bit of 80s, a little bit of 90s yeah. and nobody can really figure out what's going on just yet. Absolutely right. Uh, so now Sam Rockwell in one of his first film appearances mm-hmm. leads some new recruits down and some kid with like the worst hair ever. This is so, this whole fucking thing, Joe. This like mushy oatmeal punchable face. It's like, got any cigarettes? You got any cigarettes? You know what my favorite part about that voice is it's almost like exactly. Do it one more time and then we'll play the clip of him. Got any cigarettes? You got any cigarettes? And of course, Sam Rockwell with one of my favorite lines. I think a lot of people know this yeah, one. Every, this this fucking line. Oh my god! Regular or menthol? It's classic. <laughs> it's so good. It's so <gasps> classic. Regular or menthol? Why is it so good? What I is it about this? I think it's just 
okay, you know what we were just saying about what this scene looks like? I think you're yeah. just like immersed in it, and everything they do sounds so edgy and cool. <laughs> right, right. And it's like, it's like, man, got any cigarettes? <laughs> like, it's like, whoa, these kids are smoking. They must be real bad kids, right? And then, and then he's like, I got a. He's got two fucking cartons in yeah, his hand. Cartons. Regular a menthol. And you're just like, oh, oh like, that's so like, cool. So cool. Dude. Radical, dude. Yeah, radical, dude. Uh, Tatsu wanders around grunting as usual. He's like, go. It's like, it's the nice Tatsu. <laughs> yeah. It's like, go. Play. But also with the voice, also at the same time, it's like I'm brainwashing these fucking kids. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Go. Play. Uh, I don't know how I'd have fun, though, in an arcade if there was a Japanese stern mustache man wandering around yeah, grunting it, at it's, me. It's as if, like, Iron Sheik was, like, <laughs> running a fucking, like, arcade and trying to trick the kids that he was their friend. Like, and, you know, there's like, a visual for you. And, like, it, it's like if he, he was like, ha, boy, go play. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's like that. It's really funny. So we cut to some Foot Clan sparring and lots of ha, ha, yeah. ha, ha. Tatsu himself steps in against the winner, yells a lot. Uh, the guy bows, gets kicked right in the head by Tatsu, leading Tatsu to say, never lower your eyes to an enemy. I always remember hearing this in like like karate circles too. It's like it's like you're supposed to bow, but don't lower your eyes. And then like and then like fucking Tatsu says it, and he's like legit Japanese. And you're yeah. like, oh, it must be fucking real. Yeah, well, if Tatsu yeah. says it. You have Tatsu. I believe it, him, right? no yeah. matter what he said. Yeah, I'm he not, seems uh, even when he said go play, it's like okay, I'm, okay, gonna, I'm, yes, I'm sir. playing. I'm playing, sir. Yes, master. Yeah. Yeah. A gong sounds, and all these preteens put out their cigars and turn off the music. The gong, it's so absurd. <laughs> the actual gong. Yeah. All right. Everyone heads over now to watch Shredder make his first appearance here. WMAC Masters <laughs> over here. And it's all fucking sinister. Dun, the tone dun. is like completely different yep. from the entire movie. And it's really cool, actually. Yeah. It's like this, like, like this evil asshole is yep. like coming out and he just seems so fucking terrible. I know. And like the way it is with like the shadow, it's like, it's like everything. It's like cold steel. Yeah. The like cold and, floor. And there's just like a light in the shadow of the shredder. And you're like, man, and the ominous music and everything. Yeah. So Tatsu, and this is how we know that this guy's important. Tatsu addresses him as master shredder. And then f- folds his robe. Out. I always this always stuck out to me. I was like, why is he doing this? He folds Shredder's robe over his like Shredder shoulder pads or whatever. No, it's for all the kids to see. They're like, whoa! Are you like, serious? Yeah, that, that, like, look at them. They they like point up to the kids, and they look like they're standing on the fucking hook ship <laughs> yeah. up there, like from that movie, like the Lost Boys or whatever. Right, right. And they're like, whoa. whoa! Like he's got shreds. Totally radical. Yeah, totally radical, man. I want to get his picture on my skateboard, dude. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, he then grunts because he's Tatsu, and a couple of jobbers roll out a carpet here for Shredder the Walk On. Tatsu's like shitty. It's not even red, by the way. Did you notice that? Yeah, it's just white. <laughs> Tatsu hands a foot soldier mask to Shredder, and Shredder puts it on a new soldier. Then he gives a sermon about how the outside world rejects all these kids, blah, blah, blah. And then, you must earn the dragon. Dochi. <laughs> Only effort, discipline, loyalty earn the right to wear the dragon doji. Darth Shredder here says, I am your father. That had to be fucking intentional, to, yeah, right? I it's think like so. he looks exactly like oh, I am your father. <laughs> it's definitely intentional. Totally an illusion of Star Wars. <laughs> yep. So as he rambles on here, we pan over to Splinter, who is in shackles with te- 
tears in his little He's rat literally eyes. literally being crucified, by the way. Yeah, in shackles. Now, did you notice they try to, like, dumb down him being crucified by making him, like, stand on a little crate? No, I didn't see <laughs> did the you crate, know? no. Oh, you didn't notice that? He's no. Like, he's like, it's like they didn't, like, go all the way. They, like, let him stand on, like, a little, like, box. <laughs> I didn't like, he see looks that. Like, he looks so silly. <laughs> <laughs> so, meanwhile, Shredder is like, I want to punish these creatures. These turtles. Suddenly, a voice is heard from above. Master. And of course, it's fucking Danny with yet another Sid Vicious shirt, by the way. Yes. (laughs) That's all he wears in the movie are Sid Vicious shirts. I wonder if he likes Nancy, too. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, So we cut to Eyewitness News 3, where April discusses her mugging. Not the right Eyewitness News, by the way. Totally the wrong one. In in New York, just saying. (laughs) So she's talking about her mugging in the foot, and she's like, Yeah, I know it sounds like a funky club for podiatrists. (laughs) Ha ha ha! Like, I hate shit. Like, that was a bad line. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. The foot? Yeah, I know. It sounds like a funky club for podiatrists. <laughs> she then, of course, mentions how Stearns doesn't give a shit about any of this. Charles looks on all pissed off. And then, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like this. He's handed the phone where a screaming Stearns is just heard yelling, Pennington, I thought we had a deal. <laughs> <laughs> Very good line. Stearns is funny. Hear the Pennington thing. Yeah, Pe- Stearns, the guy playing, he's very funny. They just picked a guy who looked like he could yell and, <laughs> and could yell and, also. And sweat. He's very isn't greasy. He, isn't there a police chief in the cartoon though that's kind of like this? I swear. I don't remember that. Are you sure? You thinking of April's boss? Oh, the oh yeah, maybe Burns. Maybe, uh, weird. So Charles is like a com- not the same character, I guess. No, no, no. Well, in- what happened to the girl that was like Dottie and Irma? Irma and and what was the other the dork that was Vernon? Her? Vernon and Irma. He's like a big asshole. Vernon's yeah. like an idiot. Yeah. Irma's okay, and then yeah. Burns is their boss. It's like Mary Tyler Moore. He's supposed to be Lou Grant. Wait, Burns Stearns. Yeah, there maybe th- there's the illusion. Yeah. Good point. So anyway. April then thanks Raphael as the other turtles are giving him shit. They're like, oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> so Raph, completely normal in reaction. He just throws a sigh into the middle of the room. So they leave him alone. Raph's all pissed, though. He's like, Leo, what the hell are we going to do now? And then we have a great exchange with yeah, Mikey is, and Donnie. This is really good. Fight? Fight. Kitchen? Kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> it's just good. They, so, they just go. Like, so they t- just said, like, they creep away. Yeah, this totally reminds me also of, like, when your parents fight and like your your brother is with you or something and just you leave, literally, you just be like, oh, it's a fight. You look at each other. It's like, let's go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but don't you love the way they creep away out of the frame? Yeah. <laughs> they like yeah. duck into the action mm-hmm. kind of. It's hilarious. It's like mom and dad are fighting. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we need to go. They get all feisty, Leo and Raph do. Leo says Raph acts like a jerk sometimes, which I guess is true. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he isn't nice all the time. No. But as Raph's leaving, Leo's like, we don't need ya. That wasn't the right thing That's to say. That's not the right thing yeah. to say. Not good. Cut to the kitchen table now. <laughs> in my favorite part of the whole movie. Don't yeah. ask me why. And I know Mike Fireball, friend of the show. A lot of people like this love part. This. Pork rind. Pork rind. I love yeah. that that's in here. It's so like they just dropped it in. Like, it's just like, it's so subtle. I can't explain why I love it. It's just so good, right? It's, I think it's just because it just... It seems like what they would say. Right. Like, you know what I mean? It just goes with the scene. It's like, that's Don- funny. Yeah. Donnie and Mikey are just like the fun loving duo. Yeah. It's like but Donnie. Like brotherly. Yeah. Like, it, I like how it's portrayed. It's like, no, this is kind of like what you would say to right. your brother. You're just sitting at the table eating pork rinds. Right. You know, they actually had turtle pork rinds after this. 
Did they really? Tie-in, yes. Oh, my God. For real. Just because this scene. <laughs> I think I wonder so. if that's actually, they, they had it in the bag before, so they're like, we got to write something Maybe. in with pork rinds. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, so anyway, cut to Raph doing karate on the roof here. Meanwhile, Casey Jones, who's on another roof, is tinkering with a police scanner. What? It- <laughs> <laughs> and then he notices this, Raph. This, the, the happenstance of this is ridiculous. Can yeah, I just really. Say? Like, yeah. Because yeah. first of all, how does he see him? Right. He's like all far away, right? And listen, I get it. He gets binoculars later. Yeah. But still, like, if you need binoculars to see, how did you notice it in the first right. place? You know what I mean? There's, like, tons of fucking roofs in here. <laughs> no, what would he, like, it's like if, if you were, like, a ton of miles away and you saw the Beatles playing on that roof. Like, <laughs> but, like, like, how would you notice? Well, but you hear it. No, but I'm saying, like, you're really far away. Like, that's how they say, they, they're saying Casey Jones is, like, really He's far away. He's pretty far away, yeah, yeah. it's not, like, close, is my point. I like that he's just tinkering with the police scanner, by the yeah, way. Yeah, because he's an asshole. Got or, nothing better to do. Yeah, or he's like, oh, gotta keep an eye on the cops. Well, that's what it is. Know he's where a, the crime is. He's like, a self-proclaimed yeah. vigilante. Yeah. That's what he's supposed to be, Casey. They didn't say that, but, no, they, but, but at the same time, you you know what he is. That's what yeah. he is. Yeah. So, as Raph is looking over the edge of the building, all sadly, a ton of foot soldiers now creep up from behind. Back to the apartment now, Mike and Donnie are, of course, just watching cartoons, tortoise in the hair, and Mikey's like, come on, ninja kick the damn rabbit! Yeah, it's just such a classic line. Can you believe this guy? Come on, don't just ninja kick the damn rabbit! Mikey said damn this time. Yeah, that's th- his first the only damn. time. Yeah. I don't think he says damn. No, he doesn't say anymore. Is that damn. the last damn of the movie? Or is there more damn? <laughs> that might be the last damn. Wow. No, oh, damn. Yeah. Uh, April comes home. And this is where I noticed I really love the way they shot the apartment. It's very dim. Yeah. Very dusky. Like, it just captures the mood really well. Well, it also, we'll get into it. We mentioned briefly the antique thing. To me, her apartment reflects the antique shop feel. Like, that it's kind of dusty and dingy. Musky. But it's also kind of like, it's like a gem in the city. You it's know what been, I mean? Like it's been it's, lived in. It's been loved. It's been lived in. But I'm saying, like, it's kind of like... um what's the the apartment the girls have in friends where it's like wow this is a beautiful apartment although it's a little kind of like it's not perfect you know right, what i mean yeah. like it's got that new york like a hidden gem apartment feel to it you know fair enough good point so april's like where's Raphael?" and then we just cut right to his brawl with the foot on the roof here ralph's pretty much kicking their asses while talking shit but he gets in over his head a little bit when like two dozen more of them yeah, show up like a lot more yeah. they just like keep coming it's very ir- irritating yeah Meanwhile, April's giving a tour of that shitty antique store to the rest of the turtles. Mm-hmm. Back to the roof where Wrath is now getting the shit kicked out of him. I like the way this cuts back and forth. It's like we're getting the April conversation and we're getting the Wrath fight yeah. all, all at once. These are all going on at the same time. So back to the store, Mikey sneaks up on Leo with symbols and crashes him, and then we cut to Raph getting dragged down the stairs. Yeah, and I like how it co- the stuff also coincides with what's actually happening in both things. Right. It's just very well done. It is well done, right? Yeah. Back upstairs now, Raph just comes crashing through the skylight. And now it all converges together, the two scenes. Yep. Very right. cool. And don't worry, he'll probably be back any minute. <laughs> No, he's alive. Barely. Ton of foot soldiers bust in from all angles. The door, the ceiling, they don't care. It's very unrealistic how this happens. Yeah. It's very video gamey. Oh, yeah. It's just like an endless mob. <laughs> like, it's like fucking Final Fight right. or some shit. Yeah, like Final Fight. Yeah. Now, the turtles just kind of stand there amused, and Mikey's like, and I thought insurance salesmen were pushy. Uh, so one of the foot soldiers decides to nunchuck at Mikey. So Mikey grabs his own, you know, fellow yeah. chucker, eh? 
And of yeah. course, he's like a million times better. I love the heroic but silly music playing. <laughs> yeah, like, it is it's funny. Just like they're they're doing this only during him. Remember when yeah. the foot soldier does it? There's no music yeah. to make him seem shittier. Because yeah. <laughs> he isn't is. there even is there even like a drum roll at some point for like, Mikey subtly? Yeah, yeah, for Mikey there is, but when the foot soldier does it, there's nothing. Yeah, to, ma- <laughs> to make him seem like, crappy. Hi, hi, yeah, yeah, boy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, like I remember like the noises and stuff. Yeah, it's real. As the foot soldier does another one of his crappy routines, Mikey just spins his around on his finger and then holds them straight. So Donnie jumps over them with his bow and just kicks some shell Sneak here. Attack! I love the way Donnie jumps they totally in action. Kick shell, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> they do kick shell. So the turtles actually have an easy enough time with these guys for a while. As April's watching over Raph. Raph's out, by the way. He's yeah. he's gone. He's I mean, fucked he's, up. Yeah. Like, he just got beat up by a mob of foot soldiers. And fell like, through a skylight. Yeah, th- that was like the finish him. Like, yeah. It was like the fucking pit or something. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, Mortal Kombat. Uh, yeah, he's just like thrown right in. <laughs> so Donatello does his famous water spit because one of the foot soldiers is like, oh, I'll just dunk his head in the in the right. fish tank. He's a turtle. He can breathe underwater. <laughs> yeah. Mikey does the Wheel of Fortune spin and everything. Yeah, with the Vanna references. <laughs> and also, I swear you can do this in the Super <laughs> Nintendo game when you like get the red bomb piece. So like it like makes you like spin, spin all around. around. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's it's real. <laughs> it's real. So one of the foot soldiers decides. You know what? Fuck it. Weapons, please. So so yeah. they have their weapon guy at the door. Okay, this is weird. A guy comes in just with a ton of axes. That's and what that, they are, right? It. Yeah, not like nunchucks or swords. Or right, axes, <laughs> guns. Yeah, guns. <laughs> but they're ninja. They don't. They don't. I know, they, they don't lower themselves <laughs> I, to that. I, 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 the art of ninjutsu. Like, you know what I mean? Don't ever say that again. It's, what, it's true. But I like that there's just like the inference is that there's a guy waiting at the door with the weapons. <laughs> well, the weapons man, he's a specialist, right? It's kind of like in the in also in the video games how why is there only like one or two foot soldiers with a fucking flamethrower? That is in Turtles in Time. Yeah, it's like but like why? Like I guess my point is the foot have a reputation for like having like outlandish like it's true. weird like one foot soldier that does like one random thing. Right, like, right. This is the guy, the one that carries the weapons. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. I also want to mention here. Uh, this is a, a difference from the cartoon. In the cartoon, the foot soldiers are actually droids. Right, they're robots. They're robots programmed by Krang, which is also a great convenient way for them to blow up in the video game, right. so that you can explain why there's a zillion of them. Yeah, and, and they, they hang out with Mousers and all. They that hang shit. out with Mousers, and Krang is actually like the Lord of the Foot. The Shredder doesn't have anything to do with them, really, in the in the cartoon. Right, they're, it's they're, more Krang. It's like basically, if I recall, there's like an early episode, might be the first one, where like. Shredder like is looking for revenge on Splinter because yes. you know he knows blah 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 and Krang kind of comes from Dimension X it's like yo if you help me take over Earth right like I'll, I'll, I'll give you, you these foot soldiers so that they, they could help you do it yeah that's the thing about the cartoon that's funny yeah. Krang doesn't give a fuck about the turtles right he just wants to conquer the Earth right Shredder but the turtles are in the way they're in the way so it's like it's kind of like an alliance it's like convenient and they right? like bicker and stuff yeah. at Lord Crane you thought you were going to have it all instead you have zip look who's talking you don't even have hands to fix your equipment it becomes basically like fucking Rita and Lord Zed when they like. Remember when they were like <laughs> team friends, up. Yeah. like, and they would be like, "I'll get him, Zeddy." Like, it's like, "No, I'll do it." Like, you know, <laughs> essentially. Uh, but anyway, they're real people in this one. So anyway, the turtles are still having an easy enough time here. They're avoiding the the foot soldiers, so they're just chopping up the floor. 
But now more guys decide yeah. to jump down. Where I, are these guys coming from? There's like so many. I don't know. Doesn't even one of the turtles be like, where are these guys coming? Like literally so. somebody asked that question. Yeah. It's like the, it's like an excessive amount of people. <laughs> it is. And Donatello's like, hey guys, it might not be the best time structurally speaking for your friends to drop in. Uh, guys, I'm not so sure if this is uh, structurally speaking such a good time for your uh, buddies to drop in. <laughs> So, of course, the floor gives away and everyone falls to the ground. And what is this, like, three stooges? It's like, whoa, like, it just, like, falls through the floor. If it is, it better be a shemp. Stop. Shemp's good. I I don't want to get into it with shemp. We've done this on other episodes. Have you heard of shemp? (laughs) So, Tatsu now shows up with a million more guys. Enough already. (laughs) Like, where? Like, is this okay? Enough for four fucking turtles? Like, seriously, and a girl? And maybe... A a, pizza place. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. And now the turtles are a bit nervous. Yeah. They try their best. What but, are they supposed uh, yeah. to do? It's like, uh, <laughs> it's, it's like, why don't we just get the whole U.S. Army to fight right. them? You know? <laughs> Seriously. There's just too many guys. Donnie gets his head banged against a piano rather memorably. Mikey says they could really use Raph right about now. Yeah, they're outnumbered also. Like, not even, they're already outnumbered, but they uh, it's only three of them on yeah. top of it. Uh, suddenly, someone busts in amidst the light. It's Casey Jones. Oh, All right. yeah, back up, baby. Now, you guys mind telling me what you're doing, my little green pal over there? He immediately, of course, like, oh, who's the babe to yeah, April? Gotta make that comment. <laughs> and the, Mike, like, un, like, not okay comment. Right. And Leo's like, who the heck is that? And Mikey with the uh, Wayne Gretzky on steroids. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> dude. Totally radical. Yeah, radical, dude. The foot attack, but Casey's here to help now. And now the scary music plays because it's serious time. And yeah. this music, Joe, I don't know what it is about it, but like the feels when I hear this music. Yeah. It's like, it gets intense here. I wish I like had that song somewhere. Like it's just I always I would actually like hum that song if I was like doing something serious sometimes as a kid. I'm not Would you really? Yes. I I don't it just stuck with me. Right. Uh one of the soldiers now axes the power line and starts a fire. What a dork. Also he makes the I'm being electrocuted. He's like (laughs) Maybe that's a real sound that people make. I want people just to remember that he cut the power here to start this fire. Just remember remember this as we move forward in this scene. I'll remember it. Everyone just now gets the hell out of the apartment. I'm talking turtles. I'm talking foot. I'm talking everybody. Everyone's like, get the fuck out of here. The party's over. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's, going it's, up like- <laughs> it's going up in flames here. But Casey's awesome here. He's like, you guys get out of here. I'll cover you. And he fights off everybody. Can I, it, this is epic. But also, can I note that April just randomly goes, hey, there's a trap door <laughs> in somewhere the in the basement. My parents told me there was. <laughs> yeah, it's, like- it's like conveniently. And where does he even go? Like, they just like appear somewhere. They don't even say where it goes. No, they like, don't. They're just like, we gotta get to it. You know? Doesn't she say there used to be a trap door there or something? To, yeah, it's like, just conveniently. There used to be a trap door here in the basement! They're like filing through it and Casey's like, I'll defend you or whatever, right? Yeah, so you can tell he's a good guy. Yeah. He cares about so the, the turtles. So the turtles, uh, they're, they're like getting away with Raph, like dragging them out. April's helping, blah, blah, blah. Casey's and keeping them at bay. Casey's like fighting them so they can escape. Meanwhile, April gets a phone call. And her answering machine dangles from a burning wire right. from the ceiling. 
as Charles is leaving a message firing her. Just to lay it on thick hair and yes. all the other things. You're fired, April. I'm sorry. I know this comes as a blow. You say that again, Chuck. I want to make a point here. This fire got started because the electricity was cut off and it exploded. And the lights went out. How the fuck does this answering machine that's clearly plugged in... First of all, it falls right in front of Casey Jones at the trap door position, like very conveniently. Right. Just so in the plot later, he can tell April right. the news or whatever. Yes, yes. Second of all, how is it even fucking working if there's no electricity? Because answering machines, and I know some viewers are going to be like, well, the phone line ran on their own power yeah, back but they, then. The answering but the answering didn't. machine was like an accessory. You yeah. had to plug it into a wall. Maybe they had batteries. Now, you say this batteries thing, and that's fine. I think that also, might be the case. April lives in a ruddy fucking apartment. I. I yeah, but she can have batteries. Well, maybe she, she does have her connections in little Tokyo. Maybe she, got, maybe she got, like, and her Sony payments. It's gotta be a Dwayne Reed nearby that she can buy her batteries at. Back then, answering machine was, like, something you got at the electronics store. It was, it was a like, luxury. Yeah, it was a lug. It wasn't not... Yeah, it, that's Fine. So, by the way, is that so weird that we're, like, <laughs> at this point in time in 89? Like, this is what people don't remember. Like, nowadays, voicemail's just, like, on your phone. It's, like, it comes with it's, it for free. It's something then, you get sometimes when you ignore your every call you get. Like, I remember when my parents got an answering machine, it was like, whoa, oh, an me answering too. machine, like, this is crazy. It has a tape in it? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> how does this work? I mean, like, the little tapes. Like, yeah, you know, the I micro. Never, I never seen those before. On this Codafone Beeperless Remote Telephone Answering Machine, unmatchable at $88. Nobody beats the Wiz. But maybe she uh, went to the Wiz. Nobody beats the Wiz. And got herself a good answering machine. Maybe it's on her Sony card or whatever. She, she keeps top of Sony pay. Sony. She said it. <laughs> You're right. She did she say it. She does have a line of credit. Maybe She's that's her Sony payment. Yeah, it's established it. There you go. Casey now finally gets the hell out of there, as you can hear sirens in the background. Tatsu commands a ninja vanish as the turtles Casey and April pull away in her really shitty van. Which very suspiciously looks like the turtle van from the cartoon before they revamped it. Remember? Yes. Like, uh, it looks exactly like it. I'm not even kidding. That's probably a nod. Yeah. Another nod. Such, like, yeah, it's clearly what they're going for. Yeah. Uh, her apartment building, though, is entirely up in flames. And honestly, it's kind of sad. Yeah, um, it is. Seriously. It, I, I want to note something that the sight of it. This is another callback. It looks like April's apartment burning down in the 1989 video game. In the first oh, level. Oh, in the first. In the, in the yeah. arcade. When, and Bebop and Rocksteady come through the fucking floor somehow. <laughs> yeah. like, through like a thing. Because <laughs> yeah. the Technodrome's underground. Yep. Whatever. The drill thing. But my point is, is like, I wonder if that was what they're, uh, they're alluding to that too. Maybe. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's so many parts of this that are like... Is this the video game? Is this like the TV show? Well, most like, of it's from the comic. Right, A exactly. lot of the plot is from the, the first few issues of the yeah. comic. But anyway, we now cut to Danny, who's watching this, and he actually seems to feel remorse for once. Well, he did cause this <laughs> shit. Like, he was like, I know where they are. Like, You're fuck right. Fuck you, Danny. Like, <laughs> Master. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, Master, I know where they are. <laughs> Radical, look at his shreds, dude. <laughs> look at like, his shreds, dude. <laughs> like, that must have, like, convinced him, right? Like, this yeah. is a good guy. He's got shreds. He's got fucking cheese graters <laughs> yeah. on his shoulders. Uh, <laughs> cutting out his shredder, storming through the hallway in the warehouse, right up to Splinter, where he just fucking nails Splinter with a back elbow. Yeah. Damn. And he demands to know how the hell the turtles know how to fight like this. Mm-hmm. Splinter's not saying shit, though. Yeah. He's smart. He's not right. dumb. Uh, meanwhile, t- <laughs> Tatsu looks on like all sad. <laughs> and so Shredder just stares him down. Because obviously, Quinn, 
they didn't get him. He yeah, failed. Yeah, he failed. Like he, it's like he's like a sad child. It's like, <laughs> Dad, I didn't mean it. Like, he has, like the frown. It's like I tried, <laughs> Master. No. Like, so he's pissed off. He starts grunting and storming through everything, attacking people in the locker room, tossing over stuff. Tatsu does. Tatsu does. Yeah. yeah. Let's not con- let's right. not confuse anybody here. And one of the foot guys tries to get him to stop, and like nicely, like, Master, please stop. Yeah, Master you know? Tatsu. No. Yeah. Like no, brother. So he <laughs> just gets the shit kicked out yeah. of him. I got some trivia for you here, Quinn. Uh, the guy who Tatsu beat up. In the script, the guy died. Oh, really? They dubbed in someone saying off camera, he's going to be all right, or whatever. Shensho. He'll be all right. He'll be all right. Oh, my God. In the too. script, he was actually died. Wow. They toned it down, though. Somebody over at Rated G headquarters is like, don't do that. Very G. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's supposed to have killed him. And Danny looks on, and this makes even more sense now. Danny looks on like, oh, fuck, what have I gotten myself yeah, into? This is the moment where he's like, uh, this is not where, uh, these are not the guys I <laughs> no. should be hanging around with. Mixed it's up like with this the wrong guy's crowd. a fucking killer. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, especially if you consider the way it was scripted. They also just burned down someone's house. <laughs> right. Like, in, in an entire building. Yeah. So maybe the Burger King and the yeah. narc and the 11 year old with the cigar they isn't. Them in maybe it's not worth enough. it. <laughs> yeah. But man, I don't think regular menthol is worth this, brother. <laughs> uh, you know? So Tatsu quietly leaves now. Everyone's all sad. Cut to Splinter, who's still just hanging there as Danny approaches quietly. Splinter's like, what's your deal? And Danny's like, well, my dad doesn't care about me. And Splinter's like, no, he does. All all fathers care about their sons. Yeah, and basically, like, don't they, like, fade to the turtles because Splinter's, like, sad that he misses his son? Like, his sons, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, he's, like, sadly, he's, like, thinking about his turtle sons with tears in his eyes like he's Bret Hart. And we cut to a farmhouse that, like, should have been condemned. What a shitty old house. <laughs> it's amazing. Did she say this is, like, her aunt's house? What does she say it is? Something like that. Yeah, I like, can't remember, but... I, I don't know why. I didn't even hear her say that. It's just for some reason that was in my head. It's either that or, like, an old family property or something. She said, the, the implication is that it is her family. It's but her family. I thought it was, like, her aunt's. I don't know why. But anyway, they pull up while Casey's all, hey, didn't they use this place in the Grapes of Wrath? <laughs> so good. Um, Casey. <laughs> <Cut> to- <laughs> such a lame joke. I know. So we cut to him trying to fix the van now while April's looking on. Wait, why is it suddenly broken? Didn't you didn't they catch just, that? Like- As it pulls in, it's like smoking and steaming. I get that, but like... It just sucks. It's just yeah. an old shitty van, <laughs> that's couldn't all. couldn't even make the trip a couple miles to like wherever no, the fuck no, they went. No, this is supposed to be in... Um, I mean, oh, upstate, but they're already, they're coming from New York City, so it can't be that far. I, I, it's either upstate or it's Connecticut or something. I can't remember. It's far. Oh, did it's supposed to be a couple was... of hours. No, okay. but in the comic and everything. Okay. Oh, this thing's in the comic, this house? The, uh, the whole the whole story pretty much is. Oh, really? There okay. are a few things are out of it. Danny's not in anything. Danny. Danny. Danny's strictly a movie character. Okay. But uh, no, the, the van was breaking down as they pulled in. Okay. That's all. Casey just mock shoots the van. He's like, Psh! You know why? The engine block is cracked, in case right. you care. It's- There's a crack the size of the Grand Canyon, <laughs> yeah. or whatever he says. Yeah, whatever he so says. lame. Uh, so they now get into this exchange now where Casey, you know, very sensitively tells April she was fired. It's like, I just saved you an eight-mile eight round tripper. And uh, so they bicker, leading... <laughs> I don't know why I remember this line. He calls her Broadzilla, which I always yeah. remember for some reason. <laughs> so anyway, they each slam separate doors, leading Donnie to say, it's kind of like moonlighting, isn't it? I just saved myself? Huh. Uh-oh. What did you do? Did you take classes in insensitivity? Hey, I was just trying to break it to you easy. Oh, well, you failed miserably. Hey, Brodzilla, you won't even be standing here if it weren't for me, okay? Oh, and what do you want? Do you want to thank you? Huh? No. 
It's me who should thank you for that privilege, right? Fine. Yeah. Thank you. No, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Gosh, it's kind of like moonlighting, isn't it? <laughs> we get a voiceover from April. She's like, yeah, it's weird to be on the old farm again. And she's drawing pictures of the turtles starting. Very good pictures, by the way. Yeah. Starting with Donatello. <laughs> Meanwhile, we hear Don humming old McDonald. And honestly, I hate this part of the movie so much. Why? Since we've like, we're like taken out of the action. And well, like, that's a point. I think it's because like when I was a kid, I was so impatient. I'm like, I just want them to go fight Shredder. Like, I don't give a shit about this old <laughs> house. Like, I want to be in the city and like cool shit like that happens. <laughs> we cut to Donatello and Casey tinkering out, tinkering around with this rusty old truck now as they're exchanging alphabetical insults, which is really funny. And they're arguing about Gilligan's Island. Yeah, you know? they, they bond over the like Gilligan's Island fandom. Yeah. Like, <laughs> big fanboys over here for Gilligan's Island. <laughs> is that funny? Yeah. And we have the famous, here goes, Gackface. I'm ready, hose brain. <laughs> so lamest. Yeah. Here goes. What are we on? Uh, G. Here goes, Gackface. I'm ready, hose brain. Donnie starts up the truck and nearly runs Casey over through the garage door, but hey, it worked. It, it worked. <laughs> and then, <laughs> I love the rag toss yeah. that Casey does yeah. right on Donnie's yeah. face. Like, just like comedic. It's all like, the, the one thing I will say about this, as much as it takes you out of the action, it's supposed it does to give you a little. Uh, no, and I get that as an yeah. adult. As a kid, I was always so like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, they right, just, right. Like, we just got over this big fight. We gotta go <laughs> take care of this shit. Right. But this really does put a lot of character on the turtles after I rewatched it this time. Like, it really it fleshes them out even more and makes them seem more real. Right, right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. may, them interacting with April and Casey, like, they're also people is kind of cool. It actually. is cool. Yeah. And, and him and Donnie are funny. Casey and Donnie yeah. are funny. Yeah. Uh, so now we go back to April, who's drawing Leo now, where he watches over a motionless Raphael in the bathtub. And again, as I was, as kid me is like, oh my God, what the <laughs> fuck? Especially this bastion, because he was just like <laughs> sitting there and I'm like, nobody's fucking moving like what is this and i want to know the hilarious logic that putting a turtle in water heals him by the way it's like the the first thing they think to do it's like we gotta get him in the tub and they just they lay him like fucking face first with his like turtle shell up like as if like oh he's got that's gonna like heal him right it's like, we, it's like if we had a big fish tank, we'd use that. But this is right. the best we got. <laughs> the best like, we can do. Yeah. And then she uh, she says, and then there's Casey Jones, a nine-year-old trapped in a man's body. And she goes on. But we cut to them, Casey and April, talking on the porch where he's like, uh, you got a toots, babe, sweet cakes. Ah, princess. Lead the way, toots. Toots? Oh, babe. Sweet cakes. Ah. Princess. Man, he really failed to woo her on this one. <laughs> oh, the like horrible this, this names. Fail, like a big crash and burn. Does anyone ever call anyone Toots in real life? I don't know. They, toots Mont. <laughs> the turtles dress in trench coats. Maybe they get their 30s like. I don't know. Maybe that's where they got it. <laughs> I don't know. Like, the, the, jokes, the jokes are sometimes like they're trying to do like the radical dude, but sometimes they mix it in with, I don't know, like Cagney. Yeah. Why <laughs> impressions of him? Who even know What kid knew what that was? Exactly. Like Rocky Yo, is... Dirty Rocky. Like, that, you as a killed kid, my brother. As a kid, I thought, oh, that's the funny voice Michelangelo does. <laughs> Not like, I don't even know what the fuck he's referencing at all. <laughs> right, right, right. You know? I mean, Rocky was even passable because it was so bad. Like, right. it was hard, you know? But Rocky was still a thing. It was still a thing. Like, the five had just 
Five wasn't even out yet, right? Five wasn't even out it yet. It came out in 90. Yep, and four came out in 85. So, four, so yep. it's relatively recent. Yeah, people, kids still know what Rocky is at this yeah. point in time. This is the point. Pocky and Rocky. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> she tells Casey that she wouldn't ask for his help if he were the last living thing on the planet. And <laughs> then the thing, just to make it more insulting. Thing. Yeah. And then in another great scene here, again, it's these subtle little things. He's on this porch swing, and as he bites into his apple, the whole thing collapses. And <laughs> just, I just, I love it. Just to, just to highlight how much a dump this place <laughs> yeah. is. And he looks up like, what the fuck? It's like, does anything fucking work around here? <laughs> so we got to the bathroom now, where Raph is awake, and he wants some food. Bring some food! Yeah. What's the guy gotta do to get some food around here? Hey! Hey, he's awake! He wants some food! Mm. Bring some food! Leo apologizes. You know, Leo is like, you know, yeah. a kid in a candy store. Yeah. It's like, Raph, you're awake. You're awake. He's like, yeah, Leo, I know. Leave me alone, it's huh? A, it's a very happy moment. It's it like is. all happy. It's so good. They and apologize. I, again, this is like the, ah, uh, they, they do so much good character building in this scene. Again. They really do. You're like, right. It's just perfect. It's like, yeah, they get, they argue, but they love each other. And it's like, you feel like they really love each other. Yeah. And you're watching two guys in turtle suits hug and you're like, Okay. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And especially Leo, who had had the big falling out with Raph. Right. And he's been the one there by his side the whole time. (laughs) Of course, they're they're interrupted by Donnie and April, who are there laughing about how it's a Kodak moment. Yeah. And then we cut to various shots of the turtles sparring as April does a voiceover about how they don't really know if Splinter's alive or not. They don't know. They haven't even seen him. At no, all. they have no idea. He's been hanging on that thing on the little tiny box for yeah. like ever at this point. The audience has seen him, but the turtles haven't. Yeah, they, they don't know. They don't know where the hell he's been. And now we cut to a shot of Mikey on a mountain or the barn, I think he is. I think it's on the barn, yeah. Yelling Splinter's name, but they dubbed in Raph's voice for reasons, which I can explain, Quinn, whenever you want me to. Wait, what? That okay. turtle that yells Splinter's name is Mikey. Oh, is but it? But that they dubbed in Raph's voice. Is it that it just they you want to know why they fucked up and no. like, it was supposed to be Raph? No, no, and no. When they filmed it, they were like, "Well, we can't undo it." There was a whole subplot with Mikey. You notice it's the only one that April doesn't talk about. Oh, talks you're right. About Donnie talks about Leo. She doesn't draw Casey. Mikey. No, Mikey had a whole thing that was filmed where he's like training and he's pissed. Like it's, he did, it's the he was side such a of goof him, off, like and yeah. he fucked up. It's and, like, like the side of him we've never seen. Oh, and it's supposed to be him up there doing that, but they took that out, so they just changed it to Raph because that's consistent. Do you think that's because of the way the marketing was with Mikey that they did not want to reel him up in any way? That's like, quite I, possible. Like because from a cartoon perspective, he was he was the face of the t- like a lot of the toys. He's the accessible like, one. Like he's the one that they put on birthday cards and shit. Right. Like it's like radical birthday, dude. Like right. you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's like I wonder if they just were like the licensing like the, the people over at Turtles like you can't don't make Mikey seem like he has a dark side that or, might be or, it. Or, or, or there's something real about him like he needs to be happy birthday Billy <laughs> like you know what I mean like he needs he needs to be the, happy that birthday Billy he needs to be that one he has like no right. depth at all right uh, that's kind of the point with him and yeah. Uh, yeah that could be why I mean I'm not sure but that could Mi- be why do you think um, hardcore Mikey fans to this day are like man if only we knew about this like deep story that was in the works like maybe there's probably like people who grew up with mikey and they liked him and then as kids they noticed that he didn't have any depth as they got older and they were like man i I just wish there was like another side to him right yeah no i mean 
I never even noticed that was him until it was pointed out until I saw it on something. But if you look, you can see the nunchucks. It is Mike. Interesting. Yep. It, go back That's and look. That's totally got to be what it is. Like, cause it, probably. It, just knowing what the marketing was around right. Michelangelo being so accessible. That and he's friendly. the first one you show to children. Right. Like, even if you went to, like, I remember, like, sometimes they'd have guys dressed as turtles, like, if, for kids' things. It would always be Michelangelo. Yeah, he's the kid-friendly one. Right. Uh, but anyway, we cut back to Splinter now. As if he heard that yell. That's the implication, right? Uh, Where Tatsu and Shredder are just discussing business near him, and, you know, Tatsu's all funny. Lord Shredder, your empire flourishes. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, all like serious. Empi- empire of, like, Japanese stolen televisions. <laughs> right? Like, what the it's fuck? It's like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking crap. Walkman and stuff. <laughs> like, Bree selling them on the street. Yeah, it's ooh. Like, <laughs> what an empire. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they mentioned how the rat won't talk. Danny's missing. Uh, Tatsu wants to know why the hell the turtle's fucking body is so much. Yeah. And Shredder says because of the way Tatsu described their fighting style, you know, something familiar, something from the past. The ninjutsu. <laughs> Whatever he says. <laughs> so we cut to very intense music now. I love this music where the turtles are sparring with each other on the grass. Meanwhile, Casey Jones is in the house chopping carrots with a sword. Yeah, Leo's sword. <laughs> Leo's sword. One of his swords. Yep. April puts ointment on her own neck, so Casey's like, you know what? I'm gonna go for it. He sits her down and gives her a massage right then and there in the dirty kitchen. Hey, she likes it, at least. She, she does. does. She, she does. does. She's like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she's reluctant at first, and then okay. she's like, okay, this yeah. is good. Mikey now wanders in, and April offers him ointment, because he's rubbing his shoulder, but he takes out a tube of turtle wax. <sighs> So lame. And Mikey with the haha got her type of <laughs> And by the way, did you notice like Mikey just didn't really understand what was going on? Here's more subplot. Such a fucking child. Like wanna know more subplot yeah. here? Mikey doesn't talk at all while they're at the farm. I thought he did the turtle wax. There. He didn't say anything and just holds it he up. He just goes hee hee and that's it. And that's part of the story where he was so moody and introverted and all he did was spend time sparring in the garage. That this, this scene was supposed to be like, oh, he's funny again. Yeah, that deserves a damn and that, shit. Like, and I, that's why April and Casey, like, well, April, Casey doesn't give a shit. But April's, like, happy that he made a joke. I wonder, you know, in all honesty, I wonder if there's a DVD version of this or something, a director's cut or some shit of this movie where, like, they, they must have filmed all the scenes. So, well, like, only I, a handful I, of deleted scenes are available uh, okay. and not on DVD yet. It's something that could come out in the future. I mean, you never know, like, 30th anniversary or something. It is the 30th anniversary. This year? Yeah, this March. Maybe they release a Blu-ray. Can you imagine? I would get a Blu-ray of that. I would, too, for all the deleted stuff. Absolutely. Uh, Meanwhile, Leo is outside meditating when suddenly he hears Splinter say, Leonardo. So he freaks the hell out. He interrupts the other three who are busy playing Trivial Pursuit. Yeah, you know? just, by the way, that's just like casually in there. It's like yeah. it's clearly Trivial Pursuit. Yeah, it's really funny, actually. Yeah. But he says he knows Splinter's alive. So we cut to the four of them outside at night around a campfire. Donnie <laughs> brought marshmallows, but Leo Gorilla monsoons him. He's like, will you put those away? Yeah, it's like, Don't worry, I came prepared. <laughs> put those away. <laughs> It's funny that it's Donnie, the one that's like, that's like I don't believe this shit because he's all Mr. Science. Even Mikey like bats him away. Mikey's yeah. like, put him down. Yeah, it's like Mikey. See, yeah. he's serious now. I'm it's telling all you. It's like subtle like that they wrote yes. out of it. <laughs> you have to look for it, but yeah. it's there. I promise. So Leo tells them all to close their eyes, concentrate. And somehow that makes the fire turn into splinter somehow with blue and yeah, all this like a blue fire he, he's like fucking zordon or something like i'm serious like, yeah he's like turtles i'm i'm with you like i'm communicating you from dimension x like yeah. you know, <laughs> not dimension X. well zordon was coming from like a different planet or whatever true. remember yeah, he was like right. trapped or something 
<laughs> his head wasn't really that big. It was just like the way it reflected or like the communicator worked. It's real. Yeah, I know. He it's wasn't like, really that it's big. It's like I always like I always couldn't stand the kids like at school. I would get so mad when somebody would be like, Man, Zordon must be so powerful. Look how like big he is or whatever, right? It's and, not real. And I'd be like, You fucking idiot. Like they said it in the first episode. He's like communicating with it's just the way it looks on like the FaceTime thing or whatever. Like <laughs> It's like, how do you not get this? Like, like, Alpha's, like, trying to get the reception. That's literally, like, all he does. Alpha's the Aunt Jackie of that show. Let me yeah. tell you that. Yeah, fucking spaz. And fucking Aunt Jackie. But, like, it's weird that he it's his sole function to just operate a machine that's just getting the reception. That's all from it is. Zord. Like, that's all he does. Well, it's a hard job. Yeah. Probably makes a good hourly you rate. Got, you gotta do it all day. He's a robot. They don't even have to pay him. It's perfect. <laughs> Now, I thought the movie was totally believable until this point, Quinn, because this is, you know, everything was believable until now. Mutant turtles and rats. I think the thing with this, though, is like, and Splinter says it, is like that this is like them being able to communicate like this. This is kind of like the last, like, step in their training. Right. Right. No, I know. Like this, like, telepathic shit. I guess so. And I, whatever. It's It's supposed to be like spiritual ninja shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's also not real. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a not movie. real. So whatever. we don't review things that are real. We review wrestling and movies. It's true. It's fiction. So you know what? I'm going with it. So fiery Splinter here says he's proud of them and that they're good. Something about the force. He does say that. <laughs> it's like Yoda. Yeah. It's like you've learned the force of ninjutsu or whatever he says. Like so, he says his final words to them are that he loves them all before disappearing. All the turtles cry. And this, okay. Like, as stupid as all of this looked, yeah, it almost, like, brought a tear to my eye when, like, when he just throws that at the end. At the end, he's like, and just remember after everything, like, I love you all. It is and nice they, like, he says that. And they actually, like, leave the camera on the turtles for, like, a good, like, 30 seconds. Yeah, they all and cry. And they're, like, sobbing. Like, and it's, like, actually, like, I don't know what the hell they did, right? But, like, they made me care about guys dressed in yeah, turtle these, suits. These like, are puppet suits. As, as if, like, they're real people. I know. Like, they did a good job. It's it's excellent. They like, really did convey this really yeah. well. Seriously. It, it I mean, is this really is good. 30 yeah. years ago, too. Yeah. Uh, the next day, now, April and Casey are on the porch swing talking about how uh, Casey actually did play hockey for less than a year before he got hurt. They're, like, bonding over this. Yeah, it's nice, right? Yeah. Uh, the turtles now storm over saying... It's time to go back. It's time to go back. Cut to the Bowery again. And I'm like, as a oh. kid, this is kid me where I'm like, yeah, you get them, turtles. Yep. Like, and then the music's like, duh, it's duh, raining. Duh, duh. Yeah, it's raining. They're like, coming back, baby. Yep. Like, let's do this shit. We're going to get that shredder. Yep. They, they pull, don't even know about the shredder yet. They don't even know. True. Yeah. They pull up in an old truck. And Casey's all impressed by the building they pull up in front of. He's like, oh, nice place, guys. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Before realizing they live in the damn sewer. And then he has one good line. He's like, why don't I ever fall in with people who own condos? <laughs> Is that funny. how you, in your head, they, it was a turtle, a sewer condo? Just no. Because he said that? No, no, I forgot about that what line. What a coincidence. Then. Yeah. So the turtles arrive home now as we see a shot from the inside of a cabinet. Someone's in there. And they notice a noise from inside there, and they draw their weapons out, but it's just shitty Danny. <sighs> he ran away from home, of course. An idiot. So uh, April's like, oh, God, your father's going to have kittens. What does that even mean? What is she, an oh. old lady? Yeah, like, oh, I, well, that's an old lady line. It means, yeah. like, don't have a cow. Yeah, it's just so, like, kittens. it's so out of, it's, very- it's out of step for, like, a 22-year-old 
girl, basically. Like, very good. That's actually how old Judith Hogue was when this oh, was really? made, I think. I, just, I think she's like 22. A, I just took a guess, but like, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Like, why would she say that? <laughs> Kittens. Yeah, who talks? That's like something my grandmother would say in 1990. Again, it lends to the, like, is she Aunt Jackie? Because, like, this, like Aunt Jackie in the show is supposed to be, like, 30-something, and maybe yeah. Aunt Jackie would say she's gonna have kittens, but, like... <laughs> Not, not fucking 22 year old april over know, here. weird yeah <laughs> meanwhile casey and donnie are having an exchange about how casey's a claustrophobic and he's like you want a fist in the mouth i've never even looked at another man before which is just <laughs> easy cheap humor there you're a claustrophobic <laughs> you want a fist in the mouth i've never even looked at another guy before Casey denies being afraid, though, and he says, you know what? I'm going to sleep in the truck. So the thing he did for plot reasons yeah. that you'll find out later. So as he's, like, leaving, he stupidly bumps into a lamp on his way yeah. out. April uh, now shows Danny her drawings, and he's just like, oh, can I have one? Like, what a dick, by yeah. the way. Like, okay, so this is one of those situations, though, where I kind of like this interaction between April and Danny, and I'll tell you why. There's something, they don't say it, but it's clear, like, his mother's not around, or maybe she's passed away or something. Yeah, I guess and, so. And so, like, April yeah. has been acting like his mother all along. And I kind of, April's like very motherly the way she's like, yeah, you can have one. Like, yeah, you know, I know what I mean? Like, okay. so actually, like, yeah, he's a dillhole, but he's also like supposed to be like fucking 14 years old. Right. So, like, what, like, he doesn't know any better. Well, I don't. Does he? Uh, I'm just 14. saying, like, if he want, if he, if he doesn't realize he's being rude, is my point. Right. It's like, that's all. He's I agree saying, with that. Because he complimented her drawing, so he thinks he's being nice. That's and then all he I'm wants saying. one. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Mikey wants pizza, though, and Danny's like, well, I had some here the other day. Uh, <laughs> and then we get the pop-up again, Mike, all happy. It's like, bleep! It's like, pizza? Dude, radical! Like, you know? So Donnie goes over to this old pizza that's been sitting there. He's like, question, do you like penicillin on your pizza? So this thing taps to it. <laughs> like <laughs> now, that is the scene. implication that there was anchovies on it? Because I was thinking about this. Um, I was like, why would Danny order fucking... No, no, it's because it's moldy. Penicillin's oh, made it. from mold. Gotcha. Okay, I didn't get... I, I didn't. I thought they were, like, implying from the, the how they hate anchovies oh, no, before. No, no. Like, it's because it's, it's old. Yeah, it's, I was going to be like, that'd be really weird if Danny <laughs> ordered anchovy pizza. Yeah, no 14-year-old yeah. that I ever knew, exactly. including myself, was ordering anchovy. Meanwhile, after the turtles sing taps to their pizza, <laughs> Casey's trying to get comfortable in the truck, but he clearly can't. And I also like the irony of him sleeping in an even more enclosed area. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. I'm not afraid. I'm going to go sleep in the truck. It's yeah. like small and like horrible. Like the store was actually kind of big. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like shitty. It was pretty nice, actually. Yeah, yeah it wasn't. They had like a kitchen in there. Like, <laughs> TV? Yeah. It's they, a pretty they, good place, they actually. Couch? Like, they did have a couch. I mean, like, it literally was like an apartment just with no windows, basically. Mm-hmm. Under, which is common, you yeah. know, underground apartment. Uh, so Danny's now trying to sleep, but he keeps hearing conflicting voices in his head. Shredder and Splinter, you know, what an allegory, Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he creeps away in the middle of the night while the turtles are sleeping. But Casey Quinn notices him from the truck and he follows. Again, good thing he slept in that truck. That's right. See, <laughs> that one that one was kind of stupid to me. I was like, really? Like, I know. <laughs> but it worked. They, it just it was one of those situations as an, an adult watching the movie. It's just like, oh, how convenient. He doesn't yeah. want to. He's so claustrophobic. He won't sleep in this gigantic sore place. <laughs> right, like, but I'll go in a truck. I'll go in a fucking truck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. Danny wanders over to the warehouse. Casey's close behind. And inside, the look on Casey's face is like, where the hell am I? Like, honestly, as an adult, like, wandering into here, you're seeing kids smoke cigars, gambling, yeah. and fucking People with arcade machines, right. mohawks. <laughs> yeah. There's, like, a fucking entire, like, half pipe. 
Like, there is like it like it's not even like it's pretty elaborate it's like one of those that, like it goes like all over the place yeah. falls, and then goes into a hap it's like it's like fucking like sports and stuff <laughs> or like discovery zone or something like there's regular yeah there's menthol there's re- yeah i know it's just like if you're this guy if you're just this regular casey jones guy right that used to be a hockey player early or whatever, 30s right there's like what the fuck <laughs> yeah. like, you know what i mean <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and his face does that his yeah. face says that uh now we cut to danny who's over actually with splint talking yeah splinter looks like shit by yeah. this point by the way it's like you could tell he's like cried a little too much he's like uh, the know. tears are like in his fur like <laughs> like, but, like permanently in his fur his fur's all fucked up yeah so splinter launches into his whole story again he must love telling this story except this no, time well, it's, we, a, it's a variation it's a variation we get clips now we get more details we actually see him as a pet rat <laughs> yeah. doing the karate it's amazing Real? I don't, I, again, I don't get it. If he wasn't exposed to it, like, how is he doing this? Like, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. So his master Yoshi's rival was Arokusaki. <laughs> the best name. It's a great Arokusaki. name. Arokusaki. <laughs> they competed for the love of Tang Shin. They just throwaway character, by the way. Yeah. Like, this, is, like, well, this was never mentioned anywhere outside of this movie. No, I know. This Tang Shin business. They competed for the love of her, but she really only loved Yoshi. Because he's the good guy. He's the good guy. Uh, so that's why they all moved to America. They're like, let's get the fuck out of Japan here. Get away from this Oroku Saki guy. But Saki followed them, decided to kill everyone. Splinter attacked Saki's face, though, and got his ear sliced off as can a result. I, can I note um, one thing about Yoshi when he walks in? I love that he's in, like, overalls and a fucking lumberjack shirt and a fucking hard hat. Like, Yellow hard hat. Like, like he's in Wrecking Crew the video game. Yeah, like, he's like Bob the Builder. Like, I'm not I, kidding. I get the implication is that like he's oh, a he, came, man. he came to America and he couldn't like get a, a job as a master of a dojo. Well so that's that he, hard to he get. Had to, he had to like resort to this or whatever. But did they really need to be like Ooh, like he like big doof. Like I don't know. He's like just an oaf. Like he looks like a Ooh, yeah. I'm sorry. It's, it's funny. Like, what, is he cutting down trees in the middle of New York? Like I don't know, like what the fuck was he doing? Like he just looks so dumb. He's a construction worker. Yeah. But yeah, Splinter has his ear sliced off the old cactus jack, you might yeah. want to call it. We go back to real time where Splinter says uh, that Danny's like, So whatever happened in this Soroku Saki and <laughs> Splinter's like, nobody knows, but you wear his symbol on your brow. And meanwhile, it's plainly obvious yeah. Shredder is Saki, but we're not supposed to right. know yet. Like, come on, like, they shredded his face, Shredder wears a face mask, like, right. the fuck, they know the same karate type. Like, Splinter knows it's him, he's just saying, he's bullshitting Danny. Does he, though? Yes. Yes, he is clearly he knows. Well, when we get to the end, is it supposed to be a shock for Splinter? No, he knows. No, okay. I'm just, I think he just knows better than to say it. You well, know he's what I not mean? a fucking idiot. Like, as <laughs> yeah. soon as he saw the, the, the logo on <laughs> yeah, Danny's he knows. head. He's like, not dumb. Yeah, he's not an idiot. No, no. He got punched by the guy. I'm sure he knows it's him. Yeah. But he was a rat in rat form the last time he saw him. But though. he remembers being a rat. So it doesn't make sense. They never... Oh, they this never movie's expl- not believable. It's not even just that. They do this in the cartoon. Like, somehow Splinter remembers, like, before when he was, like, yeah. mut- mutinized. In, in the cartoon, Splinter is Yoshi. Remember? Oh, yeah! What the hell? You're right! <laughs> he is Yoshi. He turned Wait, into a What the fuck rat. did they do here? Like, this is so confusing. I don't remember yeah, what the that, top... Okay, yeah, you're right, because that's why Splinter is smarter, because he was a person. In the cartoon, the yes. The turtles have always been turtles, and they're actually 15 or whatever, so they're just yeah, they're idiots. 15. Yeah, like, they're just 15-year-olds. Right. But in the comic, though, I think it's it's this. 
I think in every other thing, it's this is that mutant gin fell on like I don't know. There was like a rat, like yeah, with, it was just a rat splinter, <laughs> and they somehow merged. I don't know what the fuck happened, but I'm just saying it's like it's a completely different origin story. I know. Anyway, let's cut to Casey now watching a poker game. Before deciding to steal a foot soldier's costume, meanwhile Danny drops his bandana on the ground. That's very dishonorable. But Shredder sneaks up on him. He's like, "What are you doing?" All pissy. Yeah. One thing I gotta say, by the way, a much better Shredder voice, as good as this one is, Uncle Phil in the cartoon, incredible. Oh, yeah, totally. James Avery, a hundred times better. Best Shredder voice ever. I mean, this guy's pretty much this an guy's asshole. Good but, though. Yeah, he's good, but he's the other. The thing though about having like Uncle Phil be Shredder. Is that Shredder is also more goofy, and this Shredder is like one hundred percent serious. This one, yeah, in the cartoon, he's very com- bumbling. Yeah. He's, oh, excuse me, pardon me, sorry. I mean, by the end of every fucking episode, it's like, whoa, I'll get you, turtles. Like you know, like he always like falls off a roof or whatever. Turns into Bad News Allen. Yeah. <laughs> Slips on a banana peel. Right. They fucking catch him in a net and take him to the cops. Like, you know, it's like, real. It's like, that it's like kind Bowser of, and Mario yeah, Super like Show. He always loses. Somehow he's like free at the end of the yeah, next episode. Absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, but so Shredder decides to go through Danny's pockets, sees the drawing of Leonardo, and he says, they're back. So he tells Tatsu he's going to just handle this fucking shit himself yeah, this it's time. Like, you suck, Lord Tatsu. <laughs> like, I got this. And he says, also, the rat, kill it. So, of course, that's <sighs> Splinter. So Casey now runs into Danny trying to get him the hell out of there. But Danny's like, they're going to kill Splinter. And Casey's like, I don't. Who the fuck is Splinter? Yeah, he's like, like all right. Yeah. So Danny takes him over there. But now we cut to the foot soldiers all hopping down into the sewer. But all of a sudden, as they get down there, a ton of steam overcomes them. And the turtles, just like the beginning, quietly kick their asses before turning off the steam. Mm-hmm. And this is just basically like the ninja noises again, like you said at the beginning. Yep. And like cackling <laughs> before they turn the smog off. Like, yeah. That was the only thing I was like, okay, getting a little cocky here, turtles. Yeah. Like, They're confident now. Yeah. Now Raphael's like eating an apple and he's like, oh, I hope there's more. And there is more. Meanwhile, Danny is taking Casey over to Splinter <laughs> and Casey basically has to just shrug off the fact that there's a talking rat right here. Yeah, he's like, like all right. It's like on his like back. <laughs> yeah, he's like, like okay. okay. Yeah. I guess so. So he unlocks Splinter, tells him his name's Casey Jones, he's a friend, and they're about to get Splinter out of there. When Tatsu, of course, this guy is so inopportune. Yeah. He's always like, <laughs> <laughs> he always just shows up. It's like, you're not getting through. Yeah. yeah. And he's got the crappy teens, like not even the foot soldiers, like the foot babies or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of like the Iron Anderson of the fucking like Shredder crew. <laughs> yeah. It's always like Iron Anderson. It's, team. It's, it's always like you run into him. Like, it's like, man, I just want to fucking fight Ric Flair. He's like, no, you got to fight me first. Right. Full horseman, brother. <laughs> like, you know, like. Yeah. He's got like the non-uniformed, like no doji or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> they don't have a doji. <laughs> Meanwhile, the turtles are just kicking ass against the foot, and even April gets a shot in with a piece of wood. Also, the music is like heroic yeah, at this point. Very good. Back to Tatsu now and Casey, who have a grunt contest. Now, you know, a little uh, primatine might just help to clear that up there. Tatsu just kicks Casey's ass before he finally finds a golf club. And proceeds to just whack the shit out of Tatsu with so it. So silly how he drives him away with, like, literally drives him <laughs> yeah. like, with a golf club. And I don't like how, like, he just beats Tatsu like it's nothing. Like, Isn't it, it funny? It's like, well, once he got a weapon, like, Tatsu sucks. 
Like, yeah, that's, that's, all, that's all it took. It's like Casey Jones is the master of fucking sports equipment. That's like, his weapon. That's like, his weapon. Literally, like if you had to fight Casey Jones in like a sports authority, yeah. like you, you, you could not beat him. But like if Tatsu fought him, ball in, like, thrown at you. Even if Casey Jones had a sword, like he would suck, like because it's not sports equipment, you know? Right. But like if he had to fight Tatsu like in a weapons factory, he'd get he, you with Tatsu a Batman racket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get demolished with a birdie. That's exactly. all I'm trying to say. Right. Or shuttlecock, if you will. Anyway, so the turtles are just absolutely squishing the Foot Clan in the sewer here. Meanwhile, Sam Rockwell back at the Tatsu place, he wants to rally up the troops, Quinn. You know, yeah. he's like, come on, let's get them. What yeah, are we doing? The Foot Children over here. It's terrible. <laughs> but Splinter's like, Shredder's a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it's like, why would you follow this fucker? Like, he hates you, you dickheads. Yeah. It's like, I saw that motherfucker beat it, you all up before. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, like... Remember, it's real though. Like, yes, Splinter was there when Tatsu like beat the shit out of everyone. Yeah, he's like, "This sucks." What yeah. are you talking about? And Rock was like, "We're family." And Case is like, "You call this family? You know, this is bullshit." <laughs> yeah, call this down here family. You 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 call this here and that down there family. So they haul Splinter out of there finally. And meanwhile, the Foot Kids all like mumble, like, oh, "What are we gonna do?" I don't know. Yeah, regular yeah. Methyl. Like, and they just like walk away happily. Got any cigarettes? Yeah. Meanwhile, the foot- where am I gonna get my cigarettes? <laughs> like, that's probably in the mumbling. So it's, his face looks like it sounds. <laughs> yeah, it, does. it really does though. Like, you got see, any cigarettes? You see that kid, and you're like, he sounds like yeah, that. It's like, real though. Yeah. Uh, so they could have like dubbed it in later. They just like saw what he looked like, and we're like, well, we you know, sound like you, this. You sound like this. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Foot Clan, the, the the Turtles version of the Foot Clan, they're all escaping the sewers now because the Turtles are just kicking their asses. They chase them in the street, continue to kick ass on the streets. And oddly, there's like nobody in the streets of New York. Yeah, that's Can not I just, realistic. Even in like the shitty sections, you see like three or four people on the street. Like, I mean, yeah, the I, Bowery area is a little more calm, but the still. The point is, is that there's always somebody, even in like the back alleys. Like right. the old man I've with ever, the groceries. Yeah, anytime I've ever been to New York and I've like, I've been with somebody where, oh, we had to, like, cut through some back roads. There's always, like, three or four people, like, you know, even on, like, the nothing streets. It's yeah, just an like, alphabet city and places of, like that. There's yeah. a lot of fucking, it's like eight million people here. It's like, yeah. you can't, there's, there's, even the even the nothing streets, there's people on it. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, this is our brawling here on the streets. We get Mikey's classic, God, I love being a turtle line. I love this line, yeah. like, because this is in the excitement, like, the music's really kicking now, and yeah. it's like, did it, did it. God, I love being a turtle. It's like, good. God, I love being a turtle! I just love shit like this. This is like what makes me smile in this movie is Aww. stuff like this. Because this is like what reminds me of being a kid. Because I remember like yelling that line. Oh, every kid in America yeah, did, Quinn. You know, like, that watched this, yeah. I, it's just, oh, uh, it's like heartwarming. It is. It's, it's like good. nostalgia. So the foot lead the turtles up to a roof and promptly get their asses kicked again. And just as Raph says, oh, no more, Shredder appears from, uh, okay, it's, actually, it's where like the fucking sky or yeah, something? Like, that's why I've always wondered. They're already on the roof. Okay. Where did he jump down from? Okay, so I think, Joe, just to clear up confusion, if you noticed, there was like a more elevated, they were on like the, there was like two levels of the roof and they uh, were on the okay. lower part. And I think Shredder, because there was like a wall behind them, even though they were on the roof. Right. I think Shredder came from the tippy top part. So did the foot lure them up to the roof? Maybe they knew he was like on the top top. Yeah. And they knew there was this lower section. They're like, if we can just get him to go up there, Shredder right. can like jump down and kick their ass. He does jump down, Quinn. And he's like a fucking final boss. Yeah. In a video game. Like it even's like, do, do, do. Yeah. Bump, 
calm. That's scary. Like, it's like it's like literally like fucking double dragon or some shit, right. like adobo or whatever that thing is. Jimmy and Jimmy. Yeah, like he just like comes down. It's like, oh, you are fucked. <laughs> like you know. Now he has a really stupid look on his face through the mask. You ever notice? He's yeah. like, mm. he's kind of like scary a lot. Kind of smiles. It's like he's like, oh, he's they are. smiling like, yeah, a little too, yeah. like Mr. Fuji or something. Like, maybe they, he, maybe he it took like hours to film this, and he was just kind of like they, they caught him at like a wrong time. <laughs> maybe he had a little wacky weed there or something. He looks like silly. This scene reminds me of the end of Blade Runner too, because they're on top of the roof fighting. Right. Like I don't know why. I mean, it's, it's a cliched thing yeah, being on a roof. It's fighting. like kind of wet up there, just like Blade Runner. Yeah. Like I don't know. Roofs in general, they're cliche. Yeah, like, I think I think actually this is a good time to note that in the eighties, usually the bad guy always fought somebody on a roof at the end right. and presumably the bad guy if the good guys won would get thrown off the roof either that or paul mccartney's up there playing get back yeah one or the other yeah, that yeah i mean like it happened in batman it happened in uh, dick tracy it happened in a yeah. lot of stuff dick tracy didn't he go through Big a boy. machine or something no he fell off the roof oh, no, i'm thinking of who framed roger rabbit different movie yeah they throw him in yellow, like a compactor yellow coat, or something but a different yeah. Movie. yeah yeah it's always like it's I always loved that actually part of 80s movies like Blade Runner same thing like, right yeah he's hanging off the roof like it's just like that no this motherfucker definitively died like, right it's like he fell he's off a absolutely building absolutely dead yeah but does it happen here we'll find out we'll find out so Shredder finally uh, talks to the turtles and he says you fight well he, he sounds like yeah. all high in this in this line <laughs> in the old style but now you face the Shredder and then of course Mikey maybe all that hardware's for making coleslaw you fight well in the old style, but you've caused me enough trouble. Now you face the Shredder. The Shredder? <laughs> uh, maybe all that hardware is for making coleslaw. Don't be joking, it's Mikey. Not, this is not the time. This is not the time yeah, for this. This is the final boss. So they're all cocky. Raph's like, I got him. Yeah, and of course, I don't like their cockiness. <laughs> no. Here. Like, I'm glad what happens happens here. Actually, Raph promptly goes down and they're like, "Oh, this guy's good." So yeah. Leo's like, "Hiya!" Like all stupid. Now you would think he, the most disciplined, would be like, wouldn't just jump in like a fuckhole and like just get his ass whooped. Yeah, he does like the big flamboyant. Hiya! It's like, oh, surprise him, right? Element of uh, you suck it out. The Shredder here. just moves. And he's just like, fuck off, like. So then, uh, in this one scene, Shredder's like the Steve Austin '97. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're just like, yeah, yeah. It's like he just comes in, and, like gives everyone the stunner. Right. It's good. So Mikey and Donnie are like, oh, let's uh, rock paper scissors. So Mikey wins, and he steps up, but we don't get to really see him fight Shredder. We cut to the street now, where all the Foot Children have followed Casey Splinter and Danny. Meanwhile, the Turtles are huddling on the roof now, and they're like. At what point do we lose control here? They're like, they can't beat yeah. this guy. And Leo's like, you know what? This guy must know where Splinter is. So they each take turns. They cannot beat Shredder. Why are they taking turns? And also the music gets all <laughs> yeah, scary. Good point. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was like, wow, they aren't even like a fucking match <laughs> no. for this guy. Like, it's like, it's not even like close. No. Like, he's killing them. Like, <laughs> they they like, get like no offense in. It's awful. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like our big heroes here. They can't do fucking shit. No, like, they're doing nothing. It's like squash he's matches. so overpowered. They're like underpants from yeah. 83. <laughs> they really are. Like, they're bad. They're really bad. They just get like flipped over and like. Yeah, he just. Even moves. If, even if they get a little offense, Shredder somehow like counters it weapon wise. It's just he's good. He's just very good. He's yeah. very good. Some more foot soldiers arrive now, trying to scale the roof. So Casey just uh, runs 
over to a garbage truck, yeah. backs up into the ladder, and knocks them up, and then punches a few more for fun. Now, I want to say here, I love this aspect of it, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. I always love in these old set-piece kind of 80s movies where, like, the final stage kind of takes shape. Right. I love how this puts the garbage truck in a position where it's, like, right next ah. to the roof, and, like, you know, this ladder fell over so nobody can get down now. This was so well done because it set this stage where, like, you know where they are and where this roof is and what it's above, and you also know that there's a fucking garbage truck under it. Right. And you know that there's no way down anymore also. Right. That the ladder's gone. So right, now, yeah. like, it, it, it's just, like, a cool, like, mental picture. I feel like I still remember, like, what everything looks like. Like, with the battlefield. Yeah, me too. You know, like, I know, like, I know, like, oh, man, they better not get cornered in that wall where that little fucking thing is over there with that holds the water. I know what you're You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, like, you're like, you know, like, the layout. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Leo tries now his best against Shredder. He actually is able to slice him with the sword. Like, finally, some damage yeah. done. Yeah, he kind of is just like, ugh. He's like, like oh. And he just, he doesn't do it at first, though. He just kind of, like, he beats the shit out of him and, and then, then he yeah, it's like It's like he can hold his pain back yeah. or something. But the turtles are screwed. So, Raph asks where Splinter is, and Splinter's all, ah, the rat! So it has a name. It had a name. Aww. Oh. So Leo attacks again, quickly gets this taken down. This is the down. emotion. Now, this is, I thought this was perfect. This is fit it, because Leo, who's, like, always... The closest to him, right? Like, he's, well, he's, not only is he the closest to it, but he's also the most disciplined, yes. and that this breaks him. Like, it's like, yeah. you told him is you killed his, like, dad, basically. Yeah. He was like, fuck you, asshole, yeah. and he, like, runs at him. But Shredder sidesteps, yeah. takes him down, and then has his spear. Like, because he has this, I don't know what the weapon's called, but it's like a bow that it's also has a spear. like Donatello's weapon, but like longer, and it has like sharp at the end. Yeah. yeah. So he has it pointed right at Leo's throat, and he tells the other turtles, toss your weapons off the roof or I'm going to kill him. Right. So they actually do. One of Mikey's nunchucks gets hooked on, I guess there's another ladder. I think it's like the broken ladder the or something. The broken some... part of the ladder, yeah, right? Yeah. Remember, it's like bent or something. Yeah. So Shredder says he's going to kill Leo anyway, you idiots. Yeah. (laughs) When suddenly, Splinter appears on the roof. Now your fate will be his. No! (gasps) Splinter! Like, he teleported yeah, onto he the roof. Like, I don't even under, like, again, yeah, that the dude la- ain't climbing a ladder. Right, the ladder's all fucked up. And he ain't climbing one yeah, anyway, his yeah. old ass. Maybe it's just, like, he does have, like, okay. Oh, no, no, yeah, please don't. Theory here. What? So, remember how his, like, feet are, like, abnormally big, like, kangaroo-sized? What the f- I always thought, like, maybe he could jump high. Like, as a kid, I'm not kidding. Because, like, I I had the figure, right? And his feet were, like, fucking huge. Yeah, but that's, like, 12 stories. I always wonder if, like, maybe he can go, like, like, you know? What rat? He's also, like, a ninja, by the way. So it's, like, I don't know. He's been trained. He's elderly. (laughs) Isn't that the implication? The implication is he's an elderly ninja, but that, like, (laughs) you know, when he's got to show up, you know, like True. if his if his fucking boys need some help up there, his turtle he, boys, he he'll pull out like ninjutsu power and just like okay, maybe he like jumped up the garbage can and he maybe because he's like a ninja, he like he knows how to jump a little higher than normal and he kind of just kind of grabbed up there and they didn't show us all that and they just because you don't looks, need to know, yeah, yeah right? he just looks like he teleported there. So he appears and Leo is able to roll away because Shredder's like, what the fuck? 
Splinter goes now into a big diatribe about how Shredder is Orokusaki. Oh, shit. He yeah, knows. Not a surprise at all. No. <laughs> so Shredder takes off the mask and you can see the scars. And then, yeah, that's the like connecting point, right? Like, we finally put yep. it together. Yeah. But I got to say, with just the helmet on, like Shredder looks like a real idiot. Yeah. And he's like charging with his spear forever. Like, yeah. now, you, you did know he was going on the diatribe. But what's interesting is like, I thought it was weird that Shredder is like, wouldn't wait for the speech. He's just like, I'm going to get the surprise on him. And he runs at him while he's talking. <laughs> yeah, but he's like running from like 35 feet away. Yeah. So <laughs> this is the fucking rat dude that just jumped on the roof somehow. Like he's not, he's Kangaroo not like, rat. useless. Like, <laughs> right. he, yeah. So <laughs> the whole time Splinter's very calm, just staring at him. And then he quickly takes out that nunchuck that got caught. He got another nunchuck, hooks it around Shredder's spear. Right. He's got him hanging now over the roof. Splinter decides. I love this whole move. Oh, no, it's so good. He just like swings him and uses his like force and weapon (laughs) against him. Basically, like Shredder is like hanging just by his weapon and he's at the mercy of Splinter. And Splinter decides it's time to go into a sermon. Right. So he's going on. He's like, death comes for us all. Orokusaki. Fucking badass. That that sounded so badass. It's just like. You're fucking dying, yep. but first, let me tell you this. <laughs> yep. Death comes for us all, asshole. And as he says, for when you die, it will be. <laughs> and then Shredder takes a dagger out of his pocket, I basically. I it was a ninja star. But to, no, it's like yeah. a knife or okay. something. And he throws, I don't know what the term, I'm sure there's a real Japanese name, but yeah. uh, again, Dave Meltzer. But Splitter catches it, but in so doing, he has to let go of the nunchucks. Right. Exactly. So Shredder now... <laughs> Falls and into the back totally of the garbage 80s truck. Totally movie style. Like you were saying, yep. Bad guy falls off the roof to his death. Like, Why not? Ugh, classic. Death comes for us all, Urokusaki. But something much worse comes for you. For when you die, it will... <laughs> Without honor. And then Casey Jones wanders in and gives a oops and this? starts the compactor of the garbage truck. Just, just casual murder, yeah, no big like, deal. Dude, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I couldn't believe this. Like, looking back, I'm like, oops. wow. It's like, he just, <laughs> yeah, casual murder. <laughs> yeah. Oops, I'm going to kill him now. Yeah. Do you see? Do you see cops? Like, Well, what's that? It's just like, and you just literally see his, like, face get like fucking flattened yeah. like the metal of his like shredder of helmet. His stupid helmet yeah shredder hat <laughs> like it, that's death like if you threw someone in a garbage truck and like compacted it yeah. they would die they would die yes <laughs> that's what would happen and that's the implication too <laughs> yes he's supposed they don't to be even, dead they don't fuck about like they don't say like oh they don't show like oh maybe he like fell off of it or something no no no. he's dead he's 100 as as dead. Yeah. now if we reach a certain patreon right, yeah. tier or maybe whatever we'll find out what happened to this <laughs> flat compacted human being but or if everyone hated this review we will never do another right. turtles movie but anyway the turtles all hug splinter as sirens are now heard in the background we we uh cut to the street now where charles pulls up in the channel three van and I like this. Danny's running now to find his dad, but on the way, he sees April. He stops to give her her 20 bucks love back. Love that. Fucking yeah. love it so much. And she's like, what? She doesn't even know. This is, okay, so this, that one little spot there, yep. that is total, like, why I love 80s movies is that resolution is always a big deal in these older movies, and you could tell when the writers write things that they, when they get to the very end, they're like, we have to resolve every bad thing Danny did 
right in, in succession right 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 and that, like the fact that he just does that real quick and he yeah. like what's this for it's like don't worry about it you know i know it's really sweet right yeah it's good and then danny finds charles they have a very nice hug and danny tells him uh it's just dan now <laughs> classic and the touching music and like danny god where have you been it's and the so whole good. danny story is actually good it is <laughs> and like what the fuck dan like dan? There, there was no <laughs> why didn't they have at least a part where Splint, he told splinter he introduced himself <laughs> as dan or something right. like this like this just came out of nowhere like dan hey, even though, like charles is like what yeah because like he introduced himself to splinter and splinter knows him as danny like his his other father figure have I, you no home danny yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very weird. I don't know. That that was the only weird part. But this is like actually like it's a good story. Heartwarming, full on redemption for Danny. He like he causes the foot to fall because he fucked over the turtles. Yep. So like redemption there he gives the twenty back to April. Yep. And he tells his daddy appreciates him. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. It's just every part, everything that Danny screwed up it. He fixed it. Absolutely right. Uh, now, Chief Stearns arrives, acts all fat. <laughs> Meanwhile, Charles is talking to April. He really wants her to come back. She can get a corner office now, get a big raise. Meanwhile, Stearns has got Sam Rockwell reappearing yeah. again. He's like, what the hell's going on here? So Rockwell tells him to check out the East Warehouse on Lairdman Island. You'll find the answers you need. Yeah, you find the answers you need. <laughs> the cops just calmly leave yeah. to it. Absolutely no yeah. consequences like, okay. for like a life of crime <laughs> yeah. for the for the, these kids. They're like, okay, we'll, I guess we'll it, check. I guess it, again, it's the other eighty movies trope. It's like they're kids. Like let's let them go. That's the thing. They're like, juveniles. Even, even though they fucking stole a bunch of shit, they're under and, eighteen, like, caused a bunch of problems, and right. were part of a elite ninja force that kills people. <laughs> right, like whatever. It's but, like they, they they told where the bad stuff was. Hey. Uh, also, the East Warehouse on Lairdman Island is, is that even a thing? It's an illusion. No, it's an allusion to Eastman and Laird, the creators of Ninja Turtles. Oh, East Warehouse, yeah, gotcha. Lairdman Island. Perfect. Anyway, yep. Uh, meanwhile, Casey runs into April. They're going on and on, and finally, he's just like, "Just shut up and kiss me." So he actually does. It's awesome. It's good. Again, eighties right? movie, eighties classic, yeah, John just, Hughes style. No, no complications. It's just. You know what? We it. were flirting with each other the whole movie. Fuck it. Like, we're girlfriend and boyfriend now. I'm surprised it didn't end with a freeze frame of John Candy's face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how 80s this is. Yeah. But anyway, the turtles look on from the roof with Splinter and celebrate. They're like, yeah, Casey. Uh, the turtles now try to come up with really neat adjectives to, to describe like how good they are. Yeah. You know, groovy, whatever they say. Like, Radical, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you awesome. know, all the other Bossa Nova, brother. Like, you know, <laughs> just Nova all the brother. bullshit. Basically, all the turtles things. And Splinter's like, I have always liked Kawabunga. I have always liked Kawabunga. So they decide to yell Kawabunga together as Splinter laughs and says, I made a funny. Ha 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 ha. That's like every movie. That's every turtle movie, by the way. It always. I made another funny. It's always the funny. And then it's always some robot voice starting because it's in the second one, too. I swear. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. Uh, but the credits are like a million years long, by the way, under an awful rap. It's horrible. Well, okay. Can I say no, this? I, uh, I actually like the rap. Because, no, because if you listen to the rap, it was actually like describing the plot. And I always like that. I always, I always find it amusing that they hired a guy and wrote a song to describe the plot of the movie. Did they really? Yes, it's, it's I real. I turned it off. Nothing. Oh, 
No, yeah. I Why was, would I watch all the credits? The rap part was only three minutes of what? the whole credits. That's too long. Yeah, it wasn't that. It was like, it just basically described the light like April O'Neil and Casey Jones. Oh, and stop. Like, I'm not That's kidding. not real. It's all real. Like, Curtis would have hurting on the Zuner in the winter. Like, yeah. Who cares? <laughs> Strutter ain't better than Tatsu in the water. Like, I don't want to hear some guy. It was good. Some good, hack. It was a good rap. Anyway. Overall, Quinn, what are you thinking of this movie here? This movie, Joe, makes me so happy. Like, seriously. They don't make kids' movies like yeah, they used to. I said this at the beginning, yeah, but yeah. They, they really don't. I feel like nothing captures the time and the craze that was like 80 superheroes like this movie. Right, like, right. This is like, they made a lot of movies about, you know, all the heroes of the 80s. They even made a fucking Power Ranger movie and all this shit. You sure. Know? But this one, I don't know. It just like hits the right tone. And I think the second one's pretty decent too, although mm. worse. But It um, is worse. Worse movie, but I always thought it was more fun. But anyway, that's neither here or there right now. Not yet. Um, I feel like nowadays too much like special effects and like overcomplicated stories kind of ruin it. It's like these Marvel movies, for example, which is what like those are basically kids movies now. Mm -hmm. The stories are so complicated and they last (laughs) over many movies. It's like this turtle shit. It's like, yo, Shredder stole some fucking Japanese electronics (laughs) and like he's making like kids do his bidding. He's a bad man and there's turtles and they like beat up their master and they got to go be kill him. Like, that's all it is. That's all it is. It's like they define like the bad guy is this, the good guys are this. They get beat up, they come back, and they win. One, uh, you know, I yeah. even I overcomplicated it in explaining it, but like <laughs> the point is, is the good versus evil, and I just like that. And I I just wish that first of all that there would be new properties like turtles. Like I think that's a big problem with children's nothing stuff. new. Everything gets remade. Like they just reuse. They're even recycling the turtles. Like well, it's like, yeah. Where are like the new heroes? You know what I mean? That that the kids nowadays can say like, oh, those were the heroes of my generation. Like when I was a kid, you know, that's a problem overall in pop culture. I mean, from TV shows, everything gets remade now and movies, things get remade. Do you think they just hit it out of the park so fucking well in the mid 80s to the mid 90s, that 10 year period that it was like they basically made fantasy hero characters like for all times like they don't Hmm. need new ones. I don't know, Quinn. I mean. We're probably not far from a period of time where things from the early 2000s will be remade. I mean, Superbad is <laughs> yeah, <but you laughs> going to be remade and things like that. I'm just you saying, know what I'm saying? Like, those are not children's. Well, thing. but that's I'm just all, saying that in at. the general tone of like things getting remade, as far as this movie, I guess I'll give my thoughts. If you're looking at this as a film critic, it's nowhere near no. a masterpiece. It's of never any designed time. to be. And it's the other thing. I think this was better than it had any right to be. I think most people at the time probably would have expected a Turtles movie to be more like the third cheap, cheap laughs, cheap costuming, cheap humor, fight to fight. No, nothing in between. No development. So I would think that this is actually has more emotional depth. The cinematography is better than it has any right to be. Unbelievable. Really? Seriously? I I don't think it was realized at the time. I think that they partially lucked out that new york was such a piece of shit that yeah all the lo- all the new york shots are awesome it, but it looked cool yep right the sets were good but like you said i think the most important part about this movie is that emotional depth it's stunning that they were able to convey emotion out of these puppet things these are essentially puppets advanced puppets like i can't believe how well done even with a scene where fucking Splinter is like fucking Zordon is a blue flame. You're like, man, that was that really like hit the heart. And even that subtle scene at the very beginning where like Raphael comes in after kind of a bad day. Yep. You know, Splinter like Splinter sits him down. Splinter sits him down and he kind of gives him a nice talk. And it's like, man, I don't know. It's just that wholesome, like 
they're our kids and we take care of them. And right. that's like, that's something that feels like it's lost on a lot of media nowadays is that that concept of like, they always want to ha- have like some controversial, like edgy parents or whatever right. thing. But this is from a time where it was like, no, like if, if you have kids, they get taken care of and it's shown like on the, in, in the form of media you're right. doing, you know? Well said. And I think this movie endures because it's just, it, it's just very tough to categorize and to articulate why, but it endures because it just hit a special nerve, or I think, in people's hearts and minds. And it was timed right in the dead yeah. center of the craze. Yeah. Like, it was perfect. So, uh, if you haven't watched this in a while, folks, seek it out, find it, watch it. It's unique. They're the following two movies, and then obviously I know there was a CGI one in 2007 or whatever, and the reboot, but the following two are nothing like this. No. They're really not. I mean, this was a movie. It really the is. The other two were like cash ins on the success of the movie and the cartoons and stuff. Right. And they have their moments, but well, the second one has its moments. The third one is horrible. But <laughs> the third one's a piece of shit. The second one has its moments. Yep. But there really is nothing like this, Quinn. And I, uh, I want to thank you guys for being with us here. But until next time, until the next thing you hear of my, Quinn and myself, I'm Joe Morata. That's Michael Quinn. Kawabunga. See ya.